Tuesday morning. Welcome into Bonnie and Friends, WDAY Radio. Thanks for being here this morning. A lot of you will be messed up this week on what day it is because of the holiday yesterday. But Tuesday, today, we're mostly cloudy. 31 degrees here at our WDAY studios, high atop I-29 in South Fargo. Our winds are northwest about 9 miles an hour. As for road conditions, there is a little bit of frost being reported on the roads in central North Dakota. Just a heads up for that. Minnesota roads, green pretty much statewide, which means good driving condition. Road reports brought to you by Dave's West Fargo Tire and Service. We do have another 34-degree day in our forecast today. We're looking for cloudy skies, though. Uh, yesterday, we enjoyed some nice sunshine, a little breezy yesterday. Today, it'll be uh, winds out of the northwest about 10 to 15 miles an hour. Again, right now, it's mostly cloudy and 31 degrees here at our WDAY studios. There was an increase in fatal crashes in North Dakota last year. Data gathered and released by Vision Zero says there was 107 fatalities as of December 23rd. Leading factors are people not wearing seatbelts, lane departures, speed and alcohol. Finalized crash data will be released at the end of the month. A Washburn, North Dakota area farmer has pleaded guilty to charges in connection with a crop insurance fraud case. 59-year-old Kent Pfaff is accused of providing false information to crop insurance companies in the U.S. Ag Department to receive increased payments. Pfaff initially pleaded not guilty but has since changed his plea to guilty. He'll be sentenced in March. Federal prosecutors are recommending Pfaff be sentenced to three years of supervised release and make nearly $380,000 in restitution to the Agriculture Department's Risk Management Agency. City of Fargo will be collecting Christmas trees from residents who are leaving them on the berm. Starting this morning, crews will be driving around and collecting the trees along with fallen tree limbs from the recent ice storm. All trees and limbs should be out by 7 in the morning so crews can pick them up. Tree collections will continue through January 12th. A new Minnesota law taking effect in June will keep landlords from evicting tenants who perform crimes outside their property. However, landlords can still evict people if a crime is committed in their building or on their property. They can also evict tenants if they're found guilty of any violent crime. Attorney General's office says renters are granted a five- to seven-day hearing if they're being evicted for any violent accusation associated with the building. Jace Denman back from vacation. Obviously, you did not miss me as much as I missed you because you just walked in the door like 10 seconds ago. Didn't you miss me? I did, but my... Your dog was acting up this morning a little bit? No, my sleep schedule (laughs) not where it needs to be to be up at this time of day. Let's put it that way. I don't know really. I'll have to check the old app to see how many hours I actually slept last night. You were busy watching bowl games probably all day yesterday. The the bowl games yesterday were uh, crazy, to say the least. And uh, one game went to overtime. The other one... uh, when Washington kicked a field goal, now of course I'm pulling for Washington just because their head coach is from South Dakota. I found out this will sound oh. this, this will sound so stupid, but uh, one of my cousins, her husband that she married to, uh, let's see, it's uh, Kevin. So it's my cousin. It's my cousin's husband, Kevin. His brother is on the coaching staff at Washington. Oh. He is. Uh, like an assistant defensive coordinator slash safeties coach, I guess. So you kind of had a vested interest. Well, a little bit. I didn't. I didn't realize that um, uh, that 
that she had a brother-in-law that was on the coaching staff. Mm. So my, my parents told me that this weekend. Spent, when you know things like that, it gives you a team to favor when you really yeah. And one way they or were another. talking about the um, they were talking about the offensive offensive coordinator last night of Washington and what he was going to pull out towards this last drive. And it turns out Nick Saban tried to hire him away from Washington to uh, to go coach at Alabama. Instead, he uh, stayed at Washington because uh, he had told some of the players, hey, come back, or we're building something, et cetera. So uh, I guess he's another guy that has at least been with uh, Coach DeBoer uh, since his days at the University of Sioux Falls. So I don't know if that guy is from South Dakota as well. But okay. And Washington was building. That was a close game there. They ended up winning. <laughs> well, it was, post, it was what, 36 to uh, 28. Uh, and Texas has the or yeah, Texas has the ball. They kick a field goal because the the drive stalled out. And they needed two scores. They are down by nine, so the onside kick they didn't get it. And there's like a minute and a half left. You're like, okay, Washington just has to run a few plays and they'll get out of there. Well, they run the plays, and then on the last play that they were going to run, which was going to take the clock down to like 15 seconds, one of their kids got hurt, which forces oh. the the team that has the injury to take a timeout. So the clock oh, stopped. Right, right. So then they punt with the ball with like 45 seconds left instead of like 15. And then when the, they kicked the ball, the, the, the kid that was catching the ball, he called for the fair catch, and right. then one of the uh, Washington players ran into him. Oh, so we had a penalty. So that's an extra 15 <laughs> yards, and then there's a play here, play there, and the quarterback hit a big play uh, over to the right sideline. Then, then there's another couple plays are at the 12-yard line. They're down to the, like the 3-yard line. And so, so it they, could have went either way down to the wire. Yeah, so it was a it was a what was it thirty six thirty one the final. So I mean, if they score, if Texas scores a touchdown, they win the game. And on the last play, they threw it to one of their better wide receivers, big tall kid, like six foot four, mm-hmm. and a Washington defensive back had to jump up and knock it down. So it was supposed to be over as soon as they got oh. up by nine, and they and then of course it was all supposed supposed to be over once they recovered the onside kick, but it wasn't. So so good game down to the wire. Yeah. It, <laughs> It wasn't supposed to be that way, but it ended up being that way. So Did you watch the whole game, whole game, like every second of the game? Well, no. At one point, I was dozing off on the Did couch. Did you miss sleeping. the part where the woman flashed her breasts and ESPN got in trouble for it? Yes, I definitely missed that. <laughs> That'll why do you. I didn't? Yeah, why did you tell Shouldn't me that? Fall now? asleep. Yeah, ESPN has issued an apology. <laughs> I don't think that was I that wasn't the game highlight. Oh, it probably was, honestly, but I don't think that was their intent. Um. Also yesterday, a 10-point fourth-quarter comeback wasn't enough for the Timberwolves. They fell to the Knicks. I turned the game off in the third quarter because they were down by 15. And if you've watched enough NBA games or your favorite team in general, you knew that they weren't going to come back. Mm. Anthony Edwards led the way with 35 points. Carl Anthony Towns had 29 points and six boards, which is good because he had struggled over the last three. The Wolves will now host the New Orleans Pelicans on Wednesday night. I hope to rebound and prevent uh, for the first time this year of having back-to-back losses and uh, uh, hosting the, the Pelicans. Um, Pelicans will be tough to beat, but they can do it. Uh, Rose Bowl, Michigan beat Alabama 27-20 in overtime. Uh, Michigan trailed late. They had a fourth-quarter drive to tie it up. Uh, They went to overtime. They got a touchdown just two plays in, and then uh, they held off uh, Alabama scoring on a fourth and goal from about the four-yard line. Low snap once again, Um, and uh, Michigan advanced to the national championship. They finally get out of that semifinal round for the first time after three. This is their third straight year in the semifinals. They finally advanced to the championship game. As I said, they'll take on Washington. It was a 37-31, excuse me, uh, victory over Texas. 
Uh, Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback, he threw for 430 yards and two touchdowns. Uh, just a really, really uh, impressive uh, quarterback there. So Michigan, number one ranked team in the country, will take on number two undefeated Washington mm-hmm. in the national championship game on Monday night. It gets us down in Houston, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minnesota Wild uh, getting back to the XL Energy uh, for the first time in 2024. They're going to be hosting the Calgary Flames. Uh, puck drop is scheduled for seven. The Wild enters 16, 15, and four, while Calgary is 15, 16, and five. Mm. And you can tune in to WDAY Radio tonight for Moorhead Spuds Boys Basketball in action. Spuds are visiting Park Center with tips scheduled for 6 p.m. You can join Larry Knutson for the play by play call and all the action right here on WDAY Radio. All right, checking out your forecast. Decent day today. It will be cloudy, though, but mild, 34 for the high. Northwest winds 10 to 15 with a low of 20. Tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy, 26 for the high. Winds north 10 to 20. 13 the overnight low. Thursday, mostly cloudy with a high of 29. Chance of some light snow Friday through Sunday. And it looks like Sunday and Monday, some of the coldest weather we've seen this far this season. Yeah. Uh, lows in the single digits. No, that's, that's good, though. We need some good ice out there. There's been too many... Well, too many drown- people drownings, too many people been rescued. Oh, off there's of that ice too. that's broken away, and yeah, there's a lot of people that want to get out there and fish, but they know it's not safe, so they're avoiding that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, January here, and I know the guys have been saying after the first week here, uh, it'll start to be more seasonable, colder anyway. And yeah. Like I said, just chance of some light snow Friday through Sunday. I don't see anything significant, but Dino will be joining us coming about up in about an hour, and we'll ask him what he sees in his crystal ball. You got a little haircut on vacation. Yes, I did. I noticed. You're welcome. <laughs> did you miss me? Like, did you think about me when you weren't here or not? Probably, I was I was not. thinking that you were probably taking care of things that I didn't have to take <laughs> care of for a week. So That's true, and your mom and dad made it. Yes, they did. They made it up on Friday. They didn't have any issues making it up here, although there was, what day was it this week? And it was kind of super foggy and uh, stuff. Saturday was slippery. There was a lot of crashes. Yeah, but we didn't have to worry about that because they didn't leave until Sunday morning, and they left kind of first thing Sunday morning. So, But you had a nice, nice yep. visit with them and Yeah, nice they Christmas? came up on Friday and uh, um, obviously got the birthday cards to mom, although they're belated, but that was fine because they weren't going to make it there. Her and her twin gone. sister. Yep. Jan and Janine, Jan and Janice. Janet and Janice. Janet and Janice. Although my Aunt Janice goes by Jan a lot of times for whatever reason. Mm. but mm-hmm. um, So, no, we did that. And then Friday night we went to the hockey game, which great weekend for the Fargo Did you Force. go to all of them Thursday, yes, Friday, Sunday? we did. So Thursday was a 7-2 to victory over Tri-City. Nice. Um, they That was the game they were down 2 to nothing halfway through the game. It was like 10-26 they got their first goal. Huh. So the first half of the game, zero goals. Right. Second half of the game for the force, they were on fire. seven. <laughs> Good for them. Yeah, so they, they really got it going. So they won 7-2 to two on Thursday. On Friday, they won 7-4. to four. Nice. Um, another uh, really, I mean, they got a couple, uh, Tri-City got a couple goals against us in the third. Uh, just some loose pucks and kind of just not really sloppy play, but just kind of didn't weren't able to clear the zone. Right. And then uh, we went to the game on uh, New Year's Eve, which was a 5 o'clock puck drop. And uh, that was another one that uh, that was a different we, team, right? Yeah, that we played Cedar Rapids. I think we scored first, and then Cedar Rapids tied it up. But then we scored the next four, so we won five to one. So right. they scored, are really good. This they, year. they they scored nineteen goals over the course of the uh, holiday wow. weekend. So it was uh, really impressive. And so they remain obviously in first place. Uh, I'm trying to remember their record now. They added three games, so I think they're twenty five. 
wins, three losses, and one overtime loss. That's an impressive record. Yeah, so if you make it halfway through the season with only four losses when you combine regulation and overtime, I mean, that's really, really impressive. Mm -hmm. And they just keep finding ways to, to... to play really well. So uh, Hampton Slukinski was with the Team USA Junior A Select Tournament. In two games, he only gave up three goals, which is his average of one and a half, basically, per per game this year. Uh, that young man right now, I believe his uh, record as a starting goaltender for the force, undefeated at 12-0. Oh, good for him. I know. So it's just, I mean, they have been playing super, super Hottest well. Hottest ticket in town, as they like to say. Yeah. Get some force tickets. Just hopefully they uh, continue it through the entire season because, uh, I mean, this team is built to go win a championship, mm-hmm. I think. But That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Good deal. Okay, we do have a pick six winner. We had to wait oh. till all those bowl games were done. Oh, so yeah. big game James McCarty will announce our pick six winner. Coming up in the 6 o'clock hour, we're going to have a question of the morn and a song of the morn coming up right now, though, your national news from ABC. From ABC News, I'm Derek Dennis. Inferno on the tarmac, a plane in flames at the Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan. A Japan Airlines jet catching fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing at the airport overnight. Incredibly, all of the nearly 4,400 passengers on board were safely evacuated, but five Coast Guard members are said to be missing. And in central Japan, nearly 50 dead and counting from an earthquake off the coast. A series of powerful quakes in western Japan have damaged thousands of buildings, vehicles, and boats. Well, officials warn people in some areas to stay away from their homes because of a risk of more strong activity. Water, power, and cell phone service still down in some areas of Ishikawa. The country's dispatched some 1,000 soldiers to affected areas to aid in the rescue and relief efforts. ABC's Tom Rivers. Possible terrorism in a fiery crash outside the Kodak Center in Rochester, New York. A Ford Expedition slamming into a Mitsubishi SUV and then a crowd of concert goers just an hour into New Year's Day. Two people killed, five others injured. The Ford loaded with at least a dozen canisters of gasoline. As we walked down into the hallway um, and going down the stairs, the smell of gasoline was just so intense. I, I couldn't believe how strong it was. Concert goer Gail Shalvoy. It's back to work today for many after the New Year's holiday, but Congress has another week off with funding for Ukraine, the migrant crisis at the southern border, and a partial government shutdown all on the table. One winning ticket in last night's eye-popping Powerball prize. We've got another life-changing jackpot for you in an estimated amount of $842.4 million. The golden ticket sold in Grand Blank, Michigan, outside Flint. The winner hasn't come forward yet, but it's the first New Year's Day Powerball jackpot since the game began in 1992. And the college football championship has said Michigan winning the Rose Bowl, defeating Alabama in overtime, now facing Washington. You're listening to a... Some days I cover up because of my moderate to severe plaque psoriasis. Now I'm hitting the road with clearer skin thanks to Sky Rizzy, Rizin Kism of Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy. With Sky Rizzy, three out of four people achieved 90% clearer skin at four months. And Sky Rizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to Sky Rizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. Thanks to Sky Rizzy, there's nothing on my skin, and that means everything. your doctor today about Sky Rizzy, the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis. And visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKY-RIZZY to learn more.
Rough ride on a commuter train in Northern California on New Year's Day. A Bay Area rapid transit train derailed on board passenger Alex Marquez. It was pretty scary. It was pretty dramatic. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was crazy. And we ultimately got, got off safely. Nine people had to go to the hospital. Crews working to make sure the tracks in the area are okay for today's morning rush. Israel's Supreme Court has struck down a key part of the controversial judicial overhaul proposal backed by Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu. At least four people killed in fresh Russian attacks on Ukraine's two biggest cities. Missiles hitting Kiev and Kharkiv, also leaving nearly 100 people hurt. The war now nearly two years old. Some know him from Sharknado, others from Beverly Hills 90210. Actor Ian Ziering attacked by a biker gang in L.A. on New Year's Eve. Video obtained by TMZ shows the 59-year-old moments after he says he got out of his car to check if a group of bikers who had been darting in and out of traffic had damaged his car. Ziering says that's when the group attacked. Ziering is seen being punched and kicked by multiple people. He fights back, but is outnumbered and manages to get away. In a separate TMZ video, the bikers are apparently preparing to leave the scene as Ziering tries to comfort his crying daughter. ABC's Rhiannon Alley in an online post, Ziering says he and his daughter were not hurt. I'm Derek Dennis, ABC News. Give the star in your life the brightest gift in the world. Name a star after them. This is Rocky Moselle with International Star Registry. For $59 and a call to 800-282-3333 or visit StarRegistry.com, you can name a star for birthdays, weddings, or even memorials. Over 45 years, we have named millions of stars for celebrities and individuals from around the world. The star you name will be recorded in book form in the U.S. Copyright Office. Visit StarRegistry.com or call 800-282-3333. Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. Good morning. Thanks for being here. Tuesday morning. Happy New Year. Day after. A lot of you might have not been here. A lot of you might have been sleeping in, sleeping off the celebrating the night before. But uh, yeah, day check. It is Tuesday, January 2nd. (laughs) Ty actually came in and said, happy Tuesday. I'm like, oh, good for you that you know what day it is. It's hard when it's holidays and you have days off and then you get messed up. Well, especially if you miss that one day of your vitamin case and you're all sitting your day off. And then you try to figure out what day it is. I'm like, well, my vitamin said it was Monday, but I guess it's not. (laughs) I don't have a vitamin case, but I have like allergy pills in the jar, and then it's like, did I take one of those yet? I don't See, know. That, I'm just going to take another one. That's why I have those. That's why I know I took them. <laughs> well, that's probably true, too. <laughs> so far. Although my eye's been watering a lot. Maybe I took two allergy pills today. I don't think I did. <laughs> I don't. It'd be it'd be easier to tell, Bonnie, if we knew what the side effects were when you took two of them were. There is. If I you're a little it. sleepy or no, if you're more chatty. I mean, no, you know, whatever I don't notice anything different because I know there's some days it's like, mm, I think I forgot. I'm going to take another one and I know I take two. So I don't think yeah. they affect me one way or another, but they certainly help my allergies. So. Well, then you would tell. All right. Question of the morn. Mm-hmm. Anything you've been missing out on because of the mild weather? 701 293 you can email us, studio at WDAYRadioNow.com, or drop your comments, Bonnie and Friends, WDAY Facebook page. 525, Tuesday morning. Good morning to you. Thanks for being here. Jason, Bonnie, back together again. We are Bonnie and Friends. You're Bonnie. I'm Bonnie. You're the Friends. He's the and part of Bonnie and Friends. I'm glad that you're back. Although JT did okay. He was fine. Yeah, he might have a little more experience doing this than I have. <laughs> Now, we had, we had a good time yesterday, and we took them up to 9 o'clock because Coffee Club's off. And Coffee Club's back today. Ronnie's still off, but I'll be one half of the Coffee Club with Janae. Didn't you um, do the Coffee Club on Friday as well? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. 
I'm going to chew Janae out this morning, too, because I took down some Christmas decorations. I wrecked my manicure that took me at least 30 seconds yesterday to polish my fingernails, taking down all the decorations. She had so much tape on the door with all that Christmas wrapping paper. It took me a while. Now i got grease on yeah, my Yeah, but hands. wasn't the, the door, wasn't it red Christmas wrapping paper? It was on two sides. One side was red. The other side was Grinch. Why would you? I don't know why you would put it on the other. Whatever. Because when you close the door, then it's wrapped I don't know. That's it. All I know is a lot of tape, sometimes, and now I have grease on my hands from the door. Sometimes hinge. people go overboard with their de- uh, uh, decorations. I'm just kind of like. Well, I think she had to redo it because after the first day it fell down. Remember, I came into work the next morning and everything was down. Yes. I mean, a lot of, a lot of decorations were falling down yeah. all over the place. So I just figured it's time. I'm one like, I, yep, I love <clears> to put up Christmas decorations, but after Christmas is over, it's like, oh, it's just nice to take everything down right away and get things cleaned up. So. Oh, yeah. I totally get that, too. I just uh, I don't want to be the one that sets up the decorations. I want to be the one to take them down. Yeah. How, uh, so you're, I would imagine with your mom and dad just here, your tree is probably still up. Uh, yeah, uh, I know that, uh, I think my oldest only works maybe once this week and I'm not sure about my wife. So, um, I think those guys have some time. So hopefully there'll be one of those days I'll get, uh, I'll come home and they'll, it'll all be put away. Do you have to tell <laughs> your girls to do things or do they just take initiative and do stuff themselves? Logan still doesn't do anything unless I'm like, Hey dude, can you like, just go do this? And I hardly ever ask him, but he'll do stuff if I ask him, but he will not do it just on his own. Um, most of the time, you got to ask both of them to do stuff. It Multiple depends. times, <laughs> you, well, especially the oldest with you know the ADD and stuff. You're by the time the fifth or fourth or fifth time you're telling her to do something, yeah. you're yelling at the top of your lungs, and she's like, "Why are you yelling?" And it's like, "Because you have ADD, and I've been asking you six straight times." <laughs> I just am so used to doing stuff myself. My sister in law and I are cut out of the same cloth. It's just mm-hmm. like husbands are both lazy. He's not up yet, is he? No, I don't think Probably he's up yet. Not. It's, it's a true fact, though. Um, so we just do everything on our own. It's like and if I ask somebody to do something once and they don't do it, it's like, pfft, whatever. I just go do it myself. I mean, it depends on the thing. I mean, you know, you got the, you know, modern day, you know, chores around the house. Take out the trash, which is just basically taking it from inside and putting it in the, in the dumpster that's sitting right in front of the garage. Yeah. It is emptying the dishwasher. Nobody in my house empties the dishwasher. It is put your laundry away. Um, and the oldest is tear about terrible about doing that. Logan I mean, stores is in laundry baskets in his room. I've just never understood with, with a kid that has the ADD and, and has such a a cluttered mind, you might say. Yeah. Having a cluttered room is not going to help the whole mindset. No. And you walk into her room, and I use the term walk into her room loosely because <laughs> you're going to step on something. It's like a hoarder's case. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, growing up, my mom and dad, I mean, mom, especially when we were like in high school, the three of us, well, I was in high school. My sister would have been in high school. My little brother would have been like uh, seventh grader, I believe. We um, we always had to vacuum and dust the house like twice a week. Oh. And so most of the thing, though, was having everything picked up. I mean, yeah. you, I mean, the dusting and the vacuuming, you could probably kind of you not worry about. That. Your house still looks but neat. But don't yeah. have clutter. And so I just, I'm not a fan of clutter. So it's like her room is at the end of the hall. It's just, I, I want the door open to kind of get the air circulating through her uh-huh. room and her and your sister's room down there at the end of the hall because they both have rooms at the end of the hall. But yeah, I, I her room, my oldest, just keep that shut. Just don't. Don't walk in there. You're not going to like it. Logan's I mean, I don't remember. Bad. But I, I don't even think her drawers work because they don't seem to shut. So she I don't know. So much stuff crammed in there. No, Logan she just doesn't. doesn't she, she doesn't shut her drawers. Oh. Logan just doesn't put his stuff away. He keeps his laundry in a laundry basket. Well, I finally got after yeah. him about two months ago. I was like, dude, can you please 
give me back my laundry baskets. You've had them in your room for like six, eight mm. months. So he actually did that day after I told him like five times. He hung all of his stuff up and I got my laundry baskets done. Well, that was like two months ago. Now my laundry baskets are missing again. And it's not dirty clothes. Like he's good about putting his dirty clothes in the laundry room. It's his clean clothes. He just chooses to leave it in the laundry basket versus hanging it up. But in general, uh, his room's clean. I don't usually go in there and stuff. But Well, the youngest, her room is always pretty much picked up. But she's very particular. She wants everything kind of to not change, you might mm-hmm, say. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's a big thing with her clothes. I mean, like, I bought her a, a, just a nice-looking new Fargo Force beanie, and she just refuses to wear it yep. because it's not the same Some one that she loves. Some kids are like that, yeah. And so it's just like, you know, she wears in like, I think that over Christmas break, I think uh, well, the wife had got her another pair of the same exact brand and size of sweatpants or, or whatever. Were those good yeah. enough or not? I think so, question okay. mark. Okay. But I mean, she's only got, in the, I've never understood this. So like when you wear a sweatshirt, yeah, I wear like a short sleeve shirt underneath the sweatshirt. Because you've got long sleeve sweatshirt. Yeah. You don't need to have long sleeves because then it would bunch up underneath there, especially when uh-huh. I push my sleeves up all the time. Yeah. She has to wear a long sleeve T-shirt underneath her sweatshirt. That's okay. She's not hurting anybody. No, just I know she's be. not. But I'm just like, she has a whole wardrobe of like short sleeve shirts she could wear, a Fargo Force ones, you know, yeah. other ones she She's likes. a teenager. She'll get there someday. She'll probably wear the <sighs> new Force stuff like 10, 15 years down the road. So It won't even fit. I mean, she's wearing one. Beanie will. Her head's not going to grow, well, is it? Well, no. But her, <laughs> but her one jersey that she wears, because we've got technically four in the house. Yeah. Two of them are kids' ones. Two of them are adult size ones. One is a a fan jersey that all the players that season signed, which I'm trying to figure out which year it was, but I don't want that one really worn because that's got all the guys' signatures. Right. So it's kind of a collector's. And then we've got one game worn one that I bought a few years ago. And well, there was one time she wore that to a game. She got ketchup all over the sleeve. I'm like, don't, I'm like, don't wear this. This one's white. I don't want this stained up with ketchup or whatever. So she wears the same one all the well, time. Well, that's what you and get I'm, for complaining about it. And I'm just like, this one doesn't quite fit so well anymore, especially under a sweatshirt. And you're you're a sophomore in high school just now. Some teenagers are very insecure, especially girls. Very yeah. insecure. So she'll figure it out eventually. I hope so. Five thirty-two. We head into the WGAY News Center with Ty Schoner. Good morning to you, Ty. Many Many people are insecure. It's not just the ladies out there. Don't That's worry true. about it. No, but a lot of teenage girls, not all of them are, are confident. A lot of them are insecure, too. So. Yeah, that's that's true. Insecurity is a big thing in mm-hmm. high school, group dynamics, all that fun stuff. Oh, yeah. It's not a fun... I don't want to relive my high school days. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a fun back then, either. Really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't mind high school. I actually liked high school. Well, dude, I wasn't really bullied or anything like that, but I, I really just... I appreciated the freedom that college gave me and going out of high school gave me because I liked building my own schedules. I liked that part of it. And so kind of getting more freedoms, I really appreciated that. And so that's I associate that with college. And yeah, and you stuff. were from a bigger school. It's different when you're from a smaller school. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jace was from a really small school, yeah. like eight of you, right? Eight? eight of me in my senior class, yeah. And so we was... had 91, but we all knew each other, and it didn't mm-hmm. matter. They made the jocks, and we called them the burnouts, those that smoke and drank and stuff. <laughs> but every everybody got along. Graduating class, I think it was 312, 312 or 330 yeah, or something bad. like that. I, I don't know all the names and backgrounds of everybody. I don't know their uncles or relatives or anything like that either. Well, it's very, it, very distant. My high school was so uh, 
so small that I was a, a jock and a nerd. So I had to, <laughs> I had to wear many hats. Well, I had to bully myself, so it was a little weird. <laughs> had to bully yourself. Yeah, Jace, what are you doing in the locker room? I threw myself in the locker room because you know, I'm a nerd. You know, the, yeah, the hardest part is when you have to stuff yourself in and you let yourself out and go, see, yeah, see how that you don't, see, I like that. <laughs> exactly. It's a, like, it's a whole thing. Can't quite do that. Uh, what was your question of the morning? Uh, if you, is there anything you've been missing out on because of the mild weather? I'll be honest, besides like that, that midnight scene of like light snowfall and no wind, no, I haven't really, I'm, I'm an indi- indoor guy. I don't really care about going outside. You don't outside even like too. the grass in the summertime. Ex- excuse you, I like grass. It's, mm. it's fine. Ty's really missing out on that, uh, bow hunting in the, in the winter, looking for deer. He I'm not, says like, he's not deer it, hunting. like to go out and cut out its heart and drink its blood to know I'm alive. Between the ages of 14 uh. to like 21, 22, I went every year that I could. I can't and, see you. Mike made you go, didn't he? Well, well, I just go, sat in the truck and played. No, I, I, we, <laughs> like we, we, games. we walk <laughs> on his phone. We walk in the Golden Valley area, kind of south of Andorra in North Dakota here. And I really enjoy that area. But did you enjoy hunting or you just enjoyed the scenery? I really like the scenery. And I did like you ever the, get a deer. Yeah, I've got it. I've, I've put your hands I've, in there and. I've tried, I'm trying to learn how to do it. I'm not, I can't do it by myself. I'm trying to learn how to do it with my dad and all that stuff. Huh. God, mm. I don't really shoot that often either, so I do miss every now and again. But yeah. I, I really do enjoy I, I could, I could see Ty being the type that they're not out there with the guns, they're out there with the cameras, they're out there for photography, oh, for photographing sure. yeah. the white tailed deer. <laughs> so I like the tactics. I got a, I got a six point buck, dad, and it's just a picture of it. And you're like, I like oh, the right. tactics of hunting and like going through a plan and strategy, and I really like the, like walking all of that stuff. Now, Walking it actually sometimes can be a challenge. Don't mm-hmm. like getting uh, blisters on the heels and all that. But, but you're other... good with shooting a deer and getting it too. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> hold on. See, now we're getting there. Bonnie, good at shooting is subjective, and good at gutting is also subjective. I you try my best mind. to be helpful. You don't... I, I try to be helpful. He can That's do where it. I'm at. Here, hold this rag or hold this knife. Ty, push the hips down. <laughs> Break that bone right there. Hold this, please. No, don't eat the heart. That's for me later. Yeah, all that stuff. <laughs> 33 degree temps outside our South Fargo studios. North Dakota GOP leaders continuing to call for the resignation of Wilson area lawmaker Nico Rios. The calls for his resignation stem from a DUI arrest in early December of 2023, during which he went on a hateful drunken, uh, drunken rant, according to police officers and it was directed at them. The North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it has lost confidence in Representative Rios's ability to represent voters' best interest. Rios says he's seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce plans for resignation. There was an increase in fatal crashes in North Dakota last year. Data gathered and released by Vision Zero for North Dakota says there were 107 fatalities as of December 23rd. The leading factors were people not wearing seatbelts, lane departures, speed and alcohol. Finalized crash data should be released at the end of January. A Washburn, North Dakota area farmer pleading guilty to charges in connection with a crop insurance fraud case. 59-year-old Kent Pfaff is accused of providing false info to crop insurance companies and to U.S. Ag departments to receive increased payments. Pfaff initially pleaded not guilty, but has since changed his plea to guilty. He'll be sentenced in March. Federal prosecutors recommending Pfaff be sentenced to three years of supervised release and nearly $380,000 in restitution to the Agriculture Department's Risk Management Agency. 
Several new state laws passed by the DFL-controlled legislature taking effect in Minnesota as of yesterday. Family members and law enforcement can now petition for an extreme risk protection order if someone with a firearm is believed to be in danger to themselves or to others. One of the most debated measures taking effect relates to sick and safe time. Employers now have to allow workers up to 48 hours of paid sick time every year to care for their mental or physical health or care for a family member. Also, school districts must stock bathrooms with free feminine hygiene products. Minnesota drivers can now pay an extra fee to purchase specialty license plates featuring designs or logos related to one of the state's professional sports teams. The city of Fargo will be collecting Christmas trees. Residents can leave them on the berm this week. Starting this morning, crews will be driving around and collecting those trees along with fallen tree limbs from the recent ice storm. All trees and tree limbs should be out by 7 a.m. so crews can go pick them up. Tree collection will continue up until January 12th. Celebration of Life event scheduled for a Mankato native who died in a military helicopter crash in November. The event to honor Sergeant Cade Wolf will be held Friday afternoon at the National Guard Armory in Mankato. Military officials announced the remains of all five soldiers who died of in the crash to have now been recovered. Wolf's family says his remains have been returned to U.S. soil and will be returning to Mankato soon. A welcome home escort for the 24-year-old will be scheduled as soon as more information becomes available. And Minnesota will start the new year with more protections in place for the state's turtle population. State lawmakers acting last year to stop the commercial harvest of western painted turtles and snapping turtles. They also outlawed using traps to catch those turtles. Scientists say the long-lived species is vulnerable to over-harvesting because of threats from predators, pollution, and loss of their natural habitats. I'm Ty Schoener, tweet the WDAY and WDAYradionow.com. Looking at our forecast here, we have our chi- our guest, meteorologist, Bonnie Amistadi. What are we seeing out there right now? Well, it is cloudy out there. Skies will remain cloudy today. 34 for our high temp with winds northwest 10 to 15. 20 for the overnight low. Tomorrow, partly to mostly cloudy. 26 the high. North winds 10 to 20, 13 the overnight low. Thursday, mostly cloudy, high of 29. There's a chance we could see a little light snow Friday through Sunday, nothing real significant. And then uh, some colder temps Sunday and Monday. Our overnight lows will drop down to the single digits, which is good news for those waiting for that ice. Right now, it's mostly cloudy with 31 degrees. Northwest winds at 9 here at our WDAY studios. High top I-29 in South Fargo. Question of the morning, is there anything you've been missing out on because of the mild weather? Dave in Grand Rapids says, yes, everyone is saying how bad the roads are. We need to snow to fill the potholes. <laughs> I noticed that when I was going home yesterday, and it happens every year. Um, on I-94 by, I think it was by 8th Street, there was already a pothole that was opening up there. So, yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, that happens. Uh, Lori says she's not missing out on anything. Oh, she says for her husband, though, would like thicker ice to go out fishing, yeah. but not the snow. Crash not missing a thing. Only thing I might be missing is muttering under my breath about how freaking cold it is. <laughs> we haven't had to deal with that. But yesterday when I left here, it's like I did auto start my car, but I don't think it was running very long. I got in yeah. my car. It's like it's actually cold out here. It's crisp, yeah. crisp out here this morning, too. Yeah, I think uh, this weekend, I think it was where the, the temperature really kind of dropped and you're just like. <laughs> this isn't uh, quite as uh, 
quite as nice out in. <laughs> we shouldn't really complain. But no, right. but it was cold enough, I think, and I don't know why this happened. Uh, my mailbox, we got one of those like community mailboxes in our neighborhood. Yep. So my daughter goes out and says, I can't get it open. I'm like, uh. I'm like, Jaden, I've gone out there before and you said that <laughs> and it's not stuck. Yeah. <laughs> so don't come in unless you get the mail because it doesn't get stuck. Couldn't get it. Um, eventually, uh, the wife went out there. She couldn't get it. So mm. I went out there Sunday then. And I'm trying it. I couldn't get it. Um, I talked to him, my dad before or whatever he left, and it was like, well, maybe you could you could actually score a little WD-40 in there. Yeah. It's supposed to get rid of yeah. uh, some frost, get rid of some moisture, whatever. So I tried that. I got the key in there, and I'm just, it's still stuck. And I'm just hmm. like, if I really get some extra torque on this key, maybe it'll really... It'll break loose and yeah, open because or the key will break. Yeah, the key broke. Oh no, it did. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> now I gotta call uh, West Fargo Post Office and say, uh, yeah, my my mailbox is froze shut or something, and my key broke off in it. So. I hope they don't like. Uh, they probably have to call a locksmith maybe to fix it, but I hope they don't charge you for that. Oh, you know they will. Oh. I mean, I, I mean, I don't. I mean, it's, it's in a sense. I mean. All I'm trying to do is open it with the key. I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. I had a junky vehicle. It was a work vehicle a number of years back, and the same thing would happen. It was like it would get cold out there, mm-hmm. and then you couldn't get it open, and I always carry WD-40 yeah. to squirt in there to try to try yep. to get it open. But So I got to contact them because I, it, the piece of the key, instead of just being stuck there so you could see it, it like seemed like it went farther in. So maybe the piece of the key just kind of fell on the inside. Or they need to drill it to, well. I, no, they because they, they could open it from, they open it because they open the whole thing. Right. And then put your mail in, so. Yeah, and I'm sure you're not the first person to do that. No, either. exactly, especially up here in North Dakota with, you know, especially the ice storm and stuff, so. Oh, in our neighborhood, we've got these big brick Mm-hmm. That holds your mailbox. You know, it's just, it's just part of the cul-de-sac. It's yeah. the way it looks. Every once in a while, people don't have those because people hit them on the corner of our house. Somebody took somebody's out about a week ago. Oops. It's like, uh, hopefully yeah. it's the plow, and then the city will have to pay for it. But you yeah, know, sometimes I, there, it's funny because the you know, the next street we're on a street, and the next avenue, those uh, people in that neighborhood, they've just got individual mailboxes, and then there's certain times it's like, man, I wish we just had our own mailbox because then, you know, you can obviously make it a decorative or just as basic as you want to. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if you get like the opening on both ends, that way you don't have to go out into the street to get your mail. You can just walk down to the end of your driveway. And just oh, are there open some the like end. that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't seen that before. Yeah, huh. I mean, growing up, my mom and dad. I think the mom, my mom and dad, had the same mailbox that they had when I was in high school. Oh, huh. but um. It's, uh, you know, you have to walk up the end of the driveway and it's on this county road or whatever. So, yeah, that yeah. would be handy, yeah, for mm-hmm. those that live along roads where they have to get the yeah. mail. Oh, especially when you Especially when you get, uh, you know, some elderly people in their homes, you know, sometimes you you get on that on that curb, you can either trip over that right. or there's some ice or snow buildup in the winter times. So you don't want them falling down. So. Well, and every neighborhood's different. Mm-hmm. At our old house over by Concordia, it was right on the house. So all yeah. you had to do is open the front door and grab your mail oh, out yeah. of the mailbox. Now sure. I actually have to – actually, it's extra steps I get in walking down yeah. to the street to get my mail. So. Yeah, so I had that happen to me, so that was awesome. Oh, that stinks. Mm-hmm. 544, anything you've been missing out <laughs> on because of the mild weather, that being our Bonnie and Friends question of the morn, 701-293-9000, email studio. At WDAYRadioNow.com or drop your comments on our Bonnie and Friends WDAY Facebook page. Right now, your national news from ABC.
ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. Emergency at the Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan. A Japan Airlines plane in flames after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing on the tarmac overnight. Incredibly, all of the nearly 400 passengers on board were safely evacuated, but five Coast Guard members are missing. And in central Japan, nearly 50 dead and counting in an earthquake. The country's prime minister warns damage from the powerful earthquake is widespread and casualties are likely to rise after it struck off the coast of central Japan. American Daniel Smith was visiting Toyama when the quake hit. First, the tremor just started very slowly and everybody kind of left it off. You know, they thought, ah, oh, this is kind of humorous, you know, on New Year's Day. And then it's, then it's just a violent shake. In the aftermath, hundreds of aftershocks and more panic. Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. One winning ticket in last night's massive $842 million Powerball prize sold at a store in Grand Blank, Michigan outside Flint. The lucky winner hasn't come. News Talk Radio 970 WDAY. Hi, meteorologist Justin Storm. Every afternoon, my forecast let you know how the afternoon weather is going to go and that all-important ride home from work. In all four seasons, that's the reason you listen. Weather changes fast, and I'll give you the current conditions as well as what the evening will look like so you can make decisions on the plans you've made. Don't forget Weather and Ag Radio every day at 1 p.m. right here on WDAY. Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio, AM 970 and FM 93.1. Jeremiah was a bullfrog, was a good friend of mine. I never understood a single word he said, but I helped him a drink his wine. Good Tuesday morning, the gang's all back together. Jay Stedman, Bonnie Amistati here. We'll have Chief Meteorologist Dean Wysocki, Big Game James McCarty's back, Ty Schonert in the WDAY News Center. Uh, Jay Thomas will be back this afternoon on the Jay Thomas Show. Tom Tucker returned yesterday. Ronnie out one more day, and then Ronnie will be back on the Coffee Club with Janae. But I think pretty much holiday vacations are over for everybody. Well, he looked at me like, but... They're not over. No, they're... Well, but I'm here, but I won't be here. But I'm here now. <laughs> I'm gone Friday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, I saw I saw the email this morning. I'm like, I'm oh. getting you all lined up. I got most of your work done for next I week. I know you do, but it's still it's, it's three days. I know you miss me. You don't, but it's, you didn't act like not, you missed me when you rolled in like right at the last second. This that's because I'm barely awake. Like, where's my friend Jace? I missed him when he was. Well, there gone. was no there was no uh, plate of cookies. Thank goodness. It's I the new can't. year. You need to slim down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I need to slim down a lot, but that's a different story. I still have a ton in the freezer because I'm bringing him to Chicago. There, there was no warm hug. There was no high. Was I like, was doing the news when I you mean, walked you in. Am I supposed to stop the news and give you a hug? You're supposed to like play a sounder or do something. <laughs> I mean, take a break. We'll be right back. And like you were in the middle of a sentence, Bonnie. It doesn't matter. No, I, I, uh, I was telling you out there. I had like I had my first like you know big boy doctor appointment after the age of fifty. So I had that, and uh, blood work came back okay. My cholesterol is a little bit high. I've always kind of flirted with uh, it being quote-unquote high because yeah. like anything above 200 is high, and it's just barely over that. But I've had years where it's been 190 or 180 or whatever. And with uh, obviously the weird schedule that I have. Don't uh, blame it on your schedule. This is good living. Well, this, a little bit of the weird <laughs> schedule and not making it to the gym enough. Then we had a, a lot of people Eating bring. a lot of garbage. They brought in a lot of stuff, which was. That matters. It does. You know? And especially when it, it's building up, you know, during that one month when you're getting ready to do this blood work. And so I did that. And a couple things came back good. Another thing is, you know, it's just like, 
I hate the fact you go to the doc, you go to the doctor's appointment, you're fully dressed. He's like, okay, step on the scale. Well, minimum your clothes are going to be like five pounds. Both so, so what do I do? I like take my shoes off. These are the shoes I'm wearing. I'm wearing my dude shoes, which basically <laughs> which don't are weigh very heavy. They don't weigh anything. <laughs> so I, I like weighed myself when I got home, and I was like, ah, oh, it's a couple pounds well, lower. I'm not even stepping on the scale because it would scream one at a time, please. So well, that's not even happening. I'm just I, waiting until after Chicago trip, and then yeah. I'm going to try to rein it in next week. I was I was a little worried, but then like the next day when I uh, got out of the shower or into the shower, and I got on the scale at home, and it was. It was a pound or two lower than it was the day before when I was at the doctor's office. I was just like, okay, that's about where I thought I was going to be with the addition of How much Christmas. weight did you gain? Well, five, I thought five, I, ten pounds? I was thinking I was going to be at a certain one, and I was probably like five, I'm like five pounds over that. Okay. That's this, why I think it's a lie when they say, you know, there's all these studies. Oh, mm-hmm. people, people only gain one pound during the holidays, which is... From Thanksgiving to New Year's, it's like, yeah. oh, bull, I can gain uh, like seven, eight pounds. I, if, I mean, with the food I ate from Thanksgiving on till mm-hmm. the end of the year, uh, with the junk food, the, the just kind of, I've gotten into a weird habit, kind of like my, not necessarily like my, my dad, when he worked at the grain elevator for years, would basically eat like one meal a day. He'd, mm. he'd get up in the morning, he wasn't a breakfast eater, he'd just have a cup of coffee, and he would go work at the elevator, and then if they were busy during harvest, or planting seasons, he probably would skip lunch. Oh, I'd be so hangry. And so he'd get home at night from work after working probably 12 hours at the mm-hmm. grain elevator and have a, a, big, a meal, big meal. And that was the only time he would eat. Yeah. And so I'm not quite there because I usually have something for breakfast. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, by the time I get home and if it's, you know, even like the last couple of weeks of the year, I go home and I'll basically eat something at like three or some kind of odd time like that, and then by the time you're going to bed, you have you don't you're ate enough then because you haven't eaten all day, and then you go to bed. So you basically you've had like one kind of quote unquote meal, and you've had like one yogurt with some granola, and, and at the other time. So I didn't think things were going to be too terrible, but it was still five pounds more than I thought I was. Yeah. But I figured that then. So we talked to. But Elizabeth, you enjoyed the holidays. Yeah, we talked to Elizabeth McGee last week while yep. you were gone, and I'm just like. This, you know, most people should be able to drop like five pounds basically in the month of January or whatever. She's like, well, that's not really normal. And I'm thinking, I think it will be for me if I start getting well, in my routine again. Well, lose so. weight so much easier, well, too, that and especially the fact if you're working out hard. Well, then if you also got a lot of weight to lose, it's easier to lose a bunch. <laughs> Hands are up. <laughs> you know, so I mean, like if you've got like, you know, 100 pounds to lose, that first five pounds will probably come off yeah. pretty quick. But set smaller goals. Mm-hmm. You know, go for that first three or the first five or whatever, rather than looking at yeah, 50, so 60 pounds or more. I got to look at my, my cholesterol a little bit. Got to lose a little okay. weight here and there. Speaking of that, yeah. I saw this this morning, and I'm like, what? Okay, you know, like sometimes they'll be like, oh, coffee's good for you. No, coffee's oh, yeah. bad for you. This is good for you. This is right? bad for you. Okay, so there's a study out of London that says very good, high, high good cholesterol, because, you know, the doctors tell you, you know, you yeah. eat these foods or whatever to get good cholesterol. You want to get yeah. that higher. Very high good cholesterol levels now being linked to an increased risk of dementia in older people. 42% elevated risk in seniors with very high levels of HDL cholesterol. Which is the good cholesterol. Yeah. And this comes from a British medical journal. It's just like... You can't, you can't win. It's like, well, know, you need your cholesterol the, low, so you want the high cholesterol. But if you have that, you might be have dementia. So there's that. Yeah, they say they're going to continue the study, but that's what they saw so far in the study that's published in the British medical journal. So that's I don't, Yeah, like I said... Maybe we should all just enjoy and, you know, everything in moderation, as they always say. Try to move yeah. more. Try to eat less. 
stuff along that line. Yeah, and that's the biggest thing is that I have not been able to make it to the gym like I wanted to last month. I got way off track. It was this week was busy, then the next week was busy, and then you know your your sleep schedule for like I said for what it's worth it gets messed up, and then you're just tired. So it's if you go to the gym, you're kind of awake after that, which is great. But at mm-hmm. the same time, then. If you take a nap after the gym, then all of a sudden your nap is not at one o'clock. Your nap is at three o'clock, and it's going to take you a week to iron this out. Oh, then, that, then I'm that's, leaving that's you. You'll have James mm-hmm. try to keep it interesting, would you? I'll try. And one comment with him and JT were on they, <laughs> that they were boring. I can't. It, it felt like sitting in the middle of an airplane in the middle seat listening to two guys talk about knitting was one of the comments we got. I can't, I can't imagine that. <laughs> yeah, JT was fun. We had a good time, and James is usually good when he fills in, but they're not you and I, so I get that. That's true. Well, I just, you know. There's not two of me, and be thankful for that, people. No, that's true. Although my but, sister Heidi's kind of similar to me. Well, you know, if you just didn't take any leave, that'd be better for the show. Well, I'm going to be here for a while then, after <laughs> I get these last couple of Thank days here, goodness. our final Christmas in. Anything you've been missing out on because of the mild weather, that's our Bonnie and Friends question of the morning. If you want to weigh in on that, we always love hearing from you guys. 701-293-9000. You can email studio at wdayradionow.com or drop your comments on our Bonnie and Friends WDAY Facebook page. Crash says, Frost Hanging from his facial hair, the tingling of his cheeks <laughs> as they thaw out. Yeah, nobody's missing that. Frozen no. fingers, frozen nose, frozen toes. No, that is uh, one thing I do not miss, and I don't really want it to come back, that's for sure. I don't think anybody on who's weighing in on Facebook is missing it. Doreen says, nope, yeah. waiting to be able to sit in her lawn chair in the sun again. Nate, our young kid, uh, not really. He actually feels quite nice, he says. He mm-hmm. wishes it would be like this every winter. Oh, yeah. Lorianne says, enjoying every minute of good weather, hoping for a whole winter of warm. And Dennis says, nope, loving it. Yeah, there was uh, one of my friends uh, posted on social media this weekend. Um, I think she was out at her family's lake place. And she was like, she had kind of taken like a little reel or whatever, mm-hmm. story mm-hmm. or whatever. And she was just like, open water at the yeah, lake on New, Year's, on New Year's Day, and you're just kind of like, yeah, that is really weird. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that's what happens when you don't have consistently below freezing, you know, day in and day out to freeze that uh, that water, that, yeah, it, that upper level. And that's like, that's what we really need to see is mm-hmm. some colder temps to get more solid ice out there. There's just been too many close calls. Yep. There's been fatalities out there on the ice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you were paying attention to the news, uh, Red, Upper Red Lake there, 120 people, I think it was, had to be rescued off an ice flow just a couple of days ago. Oh, and that was that was like the third rescue. So now they're banning that, ATVs and vehicles and everything like that. Yeah, too. I was going to say that. I mean, that's happened multiple times. And I think I did have a friend this weekend that they posted a video of them going ice fishing. And they're over in Minnesota somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think they, I think they live down in, by the Twin Cities. And so they went ice fishing, and I was kind of curious to watch the the auger go into the ice to see how long it took them to to cut a hole. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like it didn't take very long to get to where you know the the, the auger goes in, and you got to pull it back out because it's you hit water. So I, I don't know how how thick the ice was, but I'm just kind of watching so much out there. And I just saw them kind of take the camera and they kind of looked down at the ice and you could mm-hmm. see where it was fairly clear. Like mm-hmm. Steve Carney's been telling us some cracks that have frozen over or whatever. And I'm just like, I don't know if I'd want to be that far out. No. And there's a lot of people that have been going out. Others who are kind of like us, like, no, I'm not yep. going to risk it. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, it just varies. And depending on the size of the lake, I think Steve last week even told us Battle Lake still open water. I think Otter Tail Lake had open water mm-hmm. on it in spots too. And yeah. I saw a picture on one of my Facebook groups I belong to in Minnesota. Uh, they Two guys were out in a boat in the middle of the lake. There was no ice to be seen anywhere yeah. doing their fishing. So Well, you saw it probably... What was that on Christmas or Christmas Eve? Where the water over, skiing one. The water skiing at Detroit Lakes. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and you're just like, I mean, you, you kind of laugh, but at the same time, you're like, man, it's really, really warm if they're out there doing that over Christmas. Yeah. It is, it is just, and I don't ever want to be on an ice flow that breaks away. No. My, my brother-in-law, he's been out fishing a lot. Pat's, Pat's like crazy diehard angler. He's been going up, you know, he lives in the St. Cloud area, um, but he's been going up north of Bemidji, other areas even north of there, and he's been having good luck. But he's twice has got on Lake Malax has been on ice flows that have broken mm-hmm. away over the years yeah. and had to be rescued. It's like, you're crazy. No, I don't no. want any part of that. No, especially if, I mean, if the piece of ice is at least thick enough so you're not going to just break off and fall into the water. That's one thing, but mm-hmm. to be out floating on a chunk of ice in open water, I mean, that's got to be a terrible feeling because, you know, if you're on it, you're thinking as a person, do I try and jump in the water and swim to shore before it's too late? No, or because then hypothermia sets exactly, in and so. you can, you know, you get that gasp reflex and go under in a heartbeat and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. So if you are out there fishing, be careful. But yeah, some colder weather is coming in uh, this weekend. Chief Meteorologist Dean Wysocki is going to be joining us so in about five, six, seven minutes here. And we'll have more details on our forecast. I did uh, look at the roadmaps again. North Dakota DOT has updated a lot more frost out there pretty much. Most of North Dakota is dealing with some frost cover out there, so mm-hmm. be careful. That would include I-29 to the north and to the south. It looks good through the uh, metro I-94 as well, but uh, I-94, you get to Valley City, areas west, lots of frost cover being reported. Uh, Minnesota side looks like still all green on the Minnesota side, and our road reports brought to you by Dave's. West Fargo Tire and Service. We do have a pick six winner. We had to wait until all those bowl games were uh, done yesterday. Mm-hmm. And uh, big game James McCarty is back on our WDAY Sports this morning, and he'll be announcing our winner. Is he in the house yet? Yes. Oh, he is there. He's present and accounted for. Dean is here, but he's not here. I mean, he's with us today, but he's not here. And I don't know how that works because he's back in town, but he needed two days to recover. Well, I mean, it is Dean. It was it was New Year's Eve recently, Bonnie. I mean, I don't know. That's probably just true. saying. Yeah. So Dino will be along coming up in a couple of minutes, and of course, WDAY Ag Director Bridget Riedel is also back. She'll be joining us about seven twenty this morning, and she's always fun to talk to. Always mm-hmm. has lots of interesting stuff as well. We are WDAY Fargo. It is six o'clock. Time now to head into. The WDAY News Center with Kai Schoenert. You were talking about thin ice a mm-hmm. second ago. You're on thin ice, buddy. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's the first time I'm learning about that. <laughs> but yeah, it's just really, really, really dangerous to be out there yeah. right now and in a lot of places. There are some places people are talking about there's some thick ice. I don't know where that is. Well, you have to use common sense and test it often if you are going up there. There's a lot of people that have them getting fishing in, but you have to be smart. I wouldn't call what's outside my apartment a retention pond. It's permanent there every, all the year, every year. But there is a, there's a thin layer of ice on the place outside my apartment. Mm-hmm. And there were people, there was some guy on a lawn chair out there, kind of just chilling. And there's another person skating on the retention pond, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I, I've 
heard multiple times from local officials. You do not skate on those things. The water level can vary. That makes the ice weak as it is. On top of that, the temperatures in those are not very great. The conditions haven't been set up long enough for the ice to really be thick at all. You just got to be really careful. And yeah. as ice fishing, there's multiple reports at, on Upper Red Lake. Mm-hmm. We've what, covered it four or five times. Mm-hmm. There were ice shelves like you were talking about a second ago that broke off and there was 50 people or so. There I think were, there was 120 on the last one. Last and they're like, all right, this is it. No more uh, vehicles on the ice. That was just like three, four days ago. There was one last year, too, where there was like 100 and some mm-hmm. people that were stranded on the ice. And so it, if there is a call like that, it's like, all right, this is ridiculous. No more vehicles on the ice. Yeah, the, there's there's probably got to be some kind of just be restraint smart here. if you're going out there. Yeah, if you, it, we're <laughs> calling for a lot. We're calling for a lot with that, Bonnie. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. I guess. <laughs> 33 degree temps outside our South Fargo studios. North Dakota GOP leaders calling and continuing to call for resignation of Wilson area lawmaker Nico Rios. The calls for his resignation stem from DUI arrest video in early December showing he went on a drunken rant directed at police officers, which authorities say was uh, filled with hateful comments. North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it has lost confidence in Representative Rios' ability to represent voters' best interests. Rios has said he is seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce his plans if he is planning on resigning or not. There was an increase in fatal crashes in North Dakota compared to last year. Data gathered and released by Vision Zero says there were 107 fatalities as of December 23rd. Leading factors were people not wearing seatbelts, lane departures, speed, and alcohol. Finalized crash data will be released at the end of January. A Washburn, North Dakota area farmer pleading guilty to charges in connection with a crop insurance fraud case. 59-year-old Kent Pfaff is accused of providing false information to crop insurance companies and the U.S. Ag Department to receive increased payments. Pfaff initially pleaded not guilty, but has since changed his plea to guilty. He'll be sentenced in March. Federal prosecutors are recommending Pfaff be sentenced to three years of supervised release and make nearly $380,000 in restitution to the Agriculture Department's Risk Management Agency. Several new state laws passed by the DFL-controlled legislature taking effect in Minnesota as of yesterday. Family members and law enforcement can now petition for an extreme risk protection order if someone with a firearm is believed to be in danger to themselves or to others. Employers also have to allow workers up to 48 hours of paid sick time a year to care for their mental or physical health or care for a family member. Also, school districts must stock bathrooms with free feminine hygiene products, and Minnesota drivers can also pay an extra fee to purchase specialty license plates featuring designs or logos related to one of the state's professional sports teams. City of Fargo will be collecting Christmas trees. Residents can leave them on the berm this week. Starting this morning, crews will be driving around and collecting those trees, along with fallen tree limbs from the recent ice storm as well. All trees and tree limbs should be out by 7 a.m. so crews can go pick them up. Tree collections will continue until January 12th. A celebration of life events scheduled for a Mankato native who died in a military helicopter crash in November. The event to honor Sergeant Cade Wolf will be held Friday afternoon at the National Guard Armory in Mankato. Military officials announcing the remains of all five soldiers who died in that crash. They have now been recovered. Wolf's family says his remains have been returned to U.S. soil and they'll be returning to Mankato soon. A welcome home escort for the 24-year-old will be scheduled as soon as more information becomes available. 
and Minnesota starting the new year with more protections in place for the state's turtle population. State lawmakers acting last year to stop the commercial harvest of western painted turtles and snapping turtles. They also outlawed using traps to catch those turtles. Scientists say the long-lived species are vulnerable to overharvesting because of threats from predators, pollution, and loss of their natural habitats. I'm Ty Schoenert with WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. Looking at our forecast here, we have our chief meteorologist, Dean Wysocki. Dean, hope you had a great New Year's Day and New Year's Eve as well. Well, you know, Ty, we did. We had a blast. Uh, The Vikings, if you would have asked me or told me, Oh, let's say a month ago that the Bears and the Vikings have the <laughs> same record going into the last game of the season. I would have told you you're crazy. Yeah. Oh, what a man. Uh, yep. Just, all I can say is I hope the Bears beat Green Bay on the final weekend. Oh, man. <laughs> That's you guys a have lot a of New hope Year? involved there. Oh, I know. No doubt. No doubt. How was your New Year's? Uneventful. Yeah, mellow. And I worked yesterday, so missed you guys. Everybody's back today for the most part, I think, except for Ronnie. Uh, Oh, he's still in Vegas. Yeah, he'll be back tomorrow, though. He he didn't need bail money, I guess. No, No, he's he's with Michelle. He'll be fine. No, she didn't go. It was a boys trip. Yeah, it was guys trip. I I thought the picture. I thought I thought she was there. No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) not. I'm sure he'll have some stories to tell. (laughs) We're more concerned about you staying out of jail than Ronnie. Hey, you know, it was a very. I was in bed. By ten thirty, wow! New Year's Eve. Yeah, we just it's it's it, we call it amateur night. It's just uh, too many crazy people out on New Year's Eve. So that's true. A nice hot tub night and just relaxed. Oh, good for you! It was great. And uh, and you know what? We're looking. Uh, you know, I was talking to a lot of friends uh, down here in the cities, and you know they haven't had much snow down here either. And uh, another, you know, what was there? A hundred. People on Red Lake, unbelievable. Yep, I think 120. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the good news: is we are going to undergo a much colder weather pattern. Not so much this week, uh, but starting next week, we are really going to turn things down a notch. So be prepared for that. Currently, we're at uh, 32 degrees. Northwest winds at nine, 30 in Moorhead, 28 in DL, 29 Wapaton and Grand Forks in Jamestown. You're checking in at 25 degrees. We're looking at a lot of clouds today. Highs uh, pretty much about where they're at right now. Steady temps in the low 30s. With a northwest wind a little on the breezy side, about 10 to 20. Mainly cloudy tonight with lows near 20. And we'll see a little more sunshine for Wednesday. We'll call it partly cloudy, but a little colder. Highs only around 20. And then we're staying in the 20s for the rest of the week. There is snow in the forecast as we head into the weekend. I'll go into detail on that. And the first Arctic outbreak of the year. Can you believe it? We had to wait till January to get our first Arctic outbreak, but it's on the horizon. I'll tell you more about that coming up after the bottom of the hour. Question of the morning. Anything you've been missing out on because of our mild weather, Dino? Uh, skiing, snowmobiling. I mean, I, I love doing both. And Yeah, that's uh, been a tough go. I just haven't, yeah, just haven't been able to, uh, you know, I was going to buy a snowmobile this year, and when I saw how the LRC was unfolding, I, I, no way. Not yeah. happening. Well, Maybe was, next year. That was good. Maybe next year. Okay, so for a guy who skis, I don't ski, and I don't believe Jace does either. Um, I know they can make artificial snow. Is it that? It's not the same. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask just, you. And it, it's just, it's a lot. It, it it tends to be icier, you know, when you're going on that uh, on the artificial snow. It's just, 
It's not as good. Well, are you going to be delivering some snow yet this winter here for those resorts? There will be. <laughs> uh, there's some in the forecast uh, for the weekend and beyond. Okay. So we're, we're getting into a little more typical, typical winter-like pattern. And again, I'll have more on that coming up at the bottom of the hour. All right. Thank you, Dino. Is there anything you've been missing out on because of the mild weather? That being our Bonnie and Friends question in the morning, if you want to weigh in on that. 701-293-9000. Email us, studio at WDAYradionow.com, or drop your comments on our Bonnie and Friends WDAY Facebook page. Patty is missing winter. She lives near DL because she enjoys the change of season. Yeah. Misses snowshoeing, cross-country skiing. Says it's been nice to bundle up and get outside and enjoy the peacefulness in the winter normally. And she wants snow and cold. And she doesn't. she's kind of like me. She doesn't mind shoveling. I don't mind shoveling. I love to snowshoe. Haven't been able to do that this year. At I all. don't really like to shovel. That's why I got a snowblower. Well, we have a snowblower too, but I just look at it as good exercise. If it's like under four inches, I always go out there and shovel it. Four inches, the boys can use a snowblower. Yeah. It's it's, it's good exercise if you're looking for I something I mean, it to depends. Do. I mean, a lot of times you can just uh, use like the snow blade and just push it off to the side or whatever, but mm-hmm. you know, I like to use a snowblower. That's why I got well, it. See, that's why you pay for a gym membership, and I don't have to because I shovel snow. <laughs> <laughs> Six, well, there's that. <laughs> 610 National News from ABC coming up. Then big game James McCarty's back. He'll have your WDAY Sports. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. A plane in flames at the Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan. Overnight, a Japan Airlines jet catching fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing on the tarmac. Fire crews attempting to hose down the fuselage in a losing battle. The hulk of JAL Flight 516 completely consumed by flames. The plane had flown in from Japan's Shinchitose Airport was taxiing when fire and smoke started pouring from one side. All passengers and crew, nearly 400 in total, reportedly got out safely. Tom Rivers, ABC News, at the Foreign Desk. And in central Japan, nearly 50 dead and counting from an earthquake off the coast. Thousands of buildings, vehicles, and boats destroyed. Water, power, and cell phone service is out, and there's a continuing risk of aftershocks. In the U.S., possible terrorism in a fiery crash outside the Kodak Center in Rochester, New York. A Ford Expedition slamming into a Mitsubishi SUV and then a crowd of concert goers just an hour into New Year's Day. Two people killed, five others injured. According to police, first responders found at least a dozen gasoline canisters inside the Ford. It's unclear why the driver was transporting so much gas. For weeks, police around the country have been on heightened alert outside of concern that the war in the Middle East could lead to violence here at home. But overnight, no additional details were released on the people involved in yesterday morning's crash. ABC's Andrew Dimbert. This morning, crews are making quick repairs to the site of a partial commuter train derailment in the San Francisco Bay Area. The BART train went off the tracks and caught fire yesterday morning. Carmen Barry was on board. We all kind of had to jump off a good distance from the train onto the tracks. No major injuries, but nine people were sent to the hospital. One lucky winner in last night's sky-high Powerball prize. The golden ticket sold at a store outside Flint. No one claiming the New Year's Day windfall yet. You're listening to ABC News. If you didn't know already, Schlotzky's Deli in Fargo should be your catering go-to. They have a menu filled with delicious catering options and has all the bases covered with a delicious lineup of sandwiches, soups, salads, pizzas, desserts, and more. We've got just what you need to make any party or event great. Just visit our site, choose from the menu, and schedule delivery. Your order will arrive fresh on time and ready to be devoured. Schlotzky's Deli in Fargo. It's a mouthful.
You're listening to Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. Six thirteen, big game. James McCarty back from vacation. We missed you, big guy. How you doing? I'm doing very well. You got some good time in with family. Hopefully, did Grandma fill your coolers? Yeah, well, a little bit. It was <laughs> Christmas was was interesting because a couple of people in the family got sick, so we had to do some shuffling of stuff. And yeah. actually, on uh, my mom's side, the full family Christmas gathering got moved uh, to this Saturday afternoon because of illnesses. Or Be- yeah, yeah. Mm. Uh, mom and one of my brothers got sick, and then uh, my uncle got sick as well. And all of a sudden, everybody started dropping down. Everybody was, f- for the most part, fine, but. You know, they just didn't want to put anybody else, you know, get anybody else right. sick while they have a couple of days off. And I understood that. So they rescheduled one of our Christmases to this Saturday afternoon. And uh, Jason and I are slightly preoccupied driving across the upper Midwest. Oh, you've got an MSUM game? Or? Yep. Yeah, well, we're, uh, so you're not gonna we're, make it? we're starting off the year strong. We're heading to Wayne, Nebraska on Saturday. Oh, fun. Yeah. And uh, let me tell you what, I don't know how Jace feels about it, but I'm ready to get back at it. It's wow. been three weeks for yeah. MSUM as of this weekend, and it'll be two full weeks from covering a game because I know that there was high school games in the Metro last week before New Year's, but a lot of those games were down in, in St. Cloud or Sioux Falls, and they were two or three in the afternoon games. So, I, you know, we kind of were, were bouncing around, and I, I got a glimpse of a couple of them, but we didn't specifically cover any of them no we, we had the one game right before christmas break mm-hmm. and that was that was uh where we left off but well just, yeah when you're used to doing that you guys are always grinding and then you got a few weeks off you're kind of a little bit lost and well you, i'm just i'm just saying i didn't know what to do with myself as as james russell's with his microphone i just turned it off um <laughs> well i don't know why it was so loose i don't know someone i was trying to fidget with it and it was about I, to like I, fall off the stand i blame the hockey guys they're here on the weekends yeah. um I, I will tell you this james i am available friday evening if we needed to travel somewhere to cover an extra game but just why well, it looked like there's I, I got to check radars for the next forty-eight hours or so with Dean. I think Dean and said we'll something see. about maybe some snow. Was it Friday or Saturday? I was or hearing, yeah. yeah, it was somewhere. I don't remember Thursday, Friday, something yeah. like that. But there's, he said there was a chance of snow. I'm just saying, I mean, it might be good to travel three hours south, you know, on the way to Wayne and stop off someplace. I'm just saying. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, we we may have to. We'll see how that goes. But in sports <laughs> yesterday, we'll keep it with the hardwood. You know, the Wolves, a 10-point fourth-quarter comeback wasn't enough. They fell to the Knicks, 112-106. I mean, they had a horrible second quarter, being outscored 38-17. to Third quarter Edward, wasn't much better either. That's when I turned it off. Well, I, third quarter, they at least were somewhat competitive. Well, they were, and that was after I turned it off. So I should have turned it off in the second quarter, and then it, they would have been able to wait. You should have. They might have won by a bucket then. Pretty much. I'm blaming you. Yeah. Anthony Edwards had 35 points in that. The Wolves now hosting New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow evening. As for the college football playoff semifinals, the Rose Bowl. These were great games yesterday. I don't know how I much was you got to catch. I watched pretty much all of them. I was uh, up too late last I, night. I watched every waking second of these two games, mm-hmm. and they fit the bill. Did they were both the, incredible. Did you see the flashing incident? No, that was the one thing I missed. And when I, that was <laughs> when I, I saw thought sleep. you said you saw every second of the <laughs> game. Yeah, apparently when when I went to go check on the hot dish in the in the oven, that apparently was the best ten seconds of the whole evening. ESPN has issued an apology for that. I don't know why I they would, issued an apology. Would, it must have really not been a good show. I was going to say maybe they need that more often. I, don't yeah. know. I was going to say that could raise viewership. Believe it or not. Regardless, number one Michigan would edge out number four Alabama twenty. 27 to 20 in 
overtime, Blake Corum would have 19 carries for 83 yards and a touchdown, officially breaking the all-time program record for the Wolverines with rushing touchdowns in that victory. I believe he will be a first-round pick in the 2024 NFL Draft. He is an incredible athlete. You're going to see it in next Monday's national championship game again. As for the Sugar Bowl, number two, Washington escaping with a 37-31 victory over number three, Texas. And that's because it was 37-24 to with about five minutes to go in that game. Texas would punch in a touchdown, make it a six-point game. Washington would end up having to punt it away with 50 seconds left in the game. A player got injured for Washington on a third down play, actually. And so the clock stopped. And then Washington went to punt it away. One of their gunners ended up, or headhunters, ended up running into brushing up on the kick re- or the punt returner, costing them 15 yards, and Texas had an opportunity three separate times to throw it into the end zone in the final 15 seconds before the last play of the game. They knocked it away. The Huskies escape with a six-point victory. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington square off in the national championship game this upcoming Monday night. Last time these two teams squared off in a national championship game, 1993, Michigan won it 38-31. We'll see what we're in store for here Hmm. 31 years later. Was that Michigan's last national championship? I believe so. Because they said Washington's last national championship was the 1991 question mark? Yeah, I think it was right before that. They, They went to two or three out of like four or something like that. It was the Minnesota Wild, though. They'll return home to the X Energy Center for the first time in 2024 tonight. They host the Calgary Flames. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Minnesota 16, 15, and 4. Calgary 15, 16, and 5. And I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't say last night you had the Winter Classic as the Seattle Kraken hosted the Vegas Golden Knights. Dave Haxtell, the bench boss there, and Will Borgen, the Moorhead native. Yeah. He would find the back of the net for the first time this season. The Kraken mm. would shut out the Knights 3-0. to zero. So congrats Good to job. Will to getting Will. that, uh, finding the, the back of the net there. And the Kraken playing really good. I believe they've won five or six in a row now. Oh, they're wow. having a really tough start. So now they're all of a sudden back in the playoff hunt. And now the Wild have to deal with the Kraken as well as they try to resurrect their season. And tonight on WDAY Radio, Moorhead Spud Boys basketball action. They visit Park Center. Tip set at 6 p.m. Larry Knutson will be on the play-by-play call right here on WDAY Radio. And we have a pick-six winner. We had to wait till the bowl games were done we yesterday. Do indeed. Yeah. We have uh, Les R. So congrats to Les for, for winning it, getting all but one game right. You did get the yep. cheesehead game right. Cool. Okay. Good, for, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go, Les. Well, Here you we- know what? That just helps the Vikings uh, draft odds. That's yeah, all I care about at this go. point. Let's, We're going to probably beat the Lions now this weekend just to screw with our draft positioning. It's going to really irritate me. Uh, we'll see how that shakes down. Les gets a $20 gift card to Village in Pick 6, brought to you by Precision Concrete Cutters, Ramjack North. Check them out online, pccnd.com. Get ready for the Pick 6 again this Friday. We do it each and every Friday right around 810, and whoever gets the most right wins themselves a $20 gift card to Village in. You said you had hot dish. Did you make it, or did Grandma make it, and you brought I, it back? I made hot what dish. Kind? Tater tot hot dish. Oh, there you go. That's like probably my biggest go-to in the winter. I love everything about it. I don't know why. I just I checked in the cupboard and I saw that there was a couple cans of cream of mushroom and, and a can of corn. And I was like, you know, I'm going to the grocery store today. And I went and got a couple <laughs> pounds of ground beef. I got I got some uh, tater tots, potato rounds, whatever you want to call yeah. them. But uh, 
Depending on the <laughs> as brand. As my oldest confused me last week, she was like mini hash browns. <laughs> and so she had That's one, clever. She That's was, very clever. She was asking. Buy size hash browns, Dad. She goes, how long do I, do I heat up the mini hash browns? And I was like, I was trying to figure out if she was talking about the shreds I had made. And I'm like, I don't put those in the air fryer. But I've had the little, the, the, the chunked up ones where it's yeah. with yeah. the uh, onions and peppers. Yep. And so I didn't know if she was talking about that because I made that in the air fryer one time. And I was like, what What are you talking about? I go upstairs and I open up the air fryer. She's got tater tots in there. She's like, these are mini hash browns. I'm like, no, they're tater tots. And I didn't know what you she know, was talking about. But it, I'm like, That's a creative way to look at tater tots. I mean, tots. technically she wasn't really wrong, but I was so confused. I was like, what is mini hash browns? And she was talking oh. about tater tots. Have you ever bought the mini tater tots? They have, you know, you've got the regular size ones and then they have mini ones. That's usually oh. the ones I buy now to make There's tater, mini tater tots. Tater Mm-hmm. Really? really? They've been around for a while. I haven't seen those. I, I would know have just assumed those are what potato olays are. Well, those are like those are like the the potato rounds or right. what, I right. don't yeah. remember what yeah. they called, but yeah. So I was really confused last week. I didn't know what mini hash browns That's were. That's funny. Yeah, and one probably <laughs> once this winter I'll make chicken wild rice soup as well. That's, oh, that's, that's yeah. a staple. I have to do that once once a winter. Yeah, and that's then a good one. Chili. I mean, whenever the cold front actually comes, the then chili comes into play. Soups are my specialty, but I, I really yeah. haven't been making I can't them. Ju- I could justify cold. hot dish. Because yeah. I can justify that for you know Thanksgiving, Christmas, even Easter, whatnot in the cooler months. Yeah. But for whatever reason, I'm just a person where I need I need to be wearing my long johns to be able to justify making chili. Maybe you'll and be once wearing I do them that, then I'll eat it for four days in a for, row. For me, it has to. Be, it's usually around Super Bowl because there's also a long, long process for me to make chili. Well, yeah, Jace goes out when he makes his chili. It's like a three to five business day process. Six different types of animal in t- involved in his. Well, it's, yeah, it's well, like, like it's ten. like a it's a wild science experiment. It's, it's like, but there's a like, lot of uh, meat involved. It could be close to like ten pounds of meat or something. You crazy should have like been that. doing this when you were on break from your sports. I was just relaxed. The problem is we probably would have had to go and you know like clean out an artery if you had done it. <laughs> I mean the amount of, of I know. just shenanigans that he throws. I mean it's. It's some good stuff, the chili he makes. Do you put beans in it or not? Oh, yeah. Okay. You got beans, jalapenos, There's a side of beans with seven different styles of of meat, pork, (laughs) and beef. It's a chili con carne. There you go. I mean, I do have beans in it, though. Honestly, what it reminds me of is when you go to the smokehouse, and he basically just throws a little bit of broth and bean in there with it. (laughs) Pretty much. That's basically what his version of quote-unquote chili is. Well, Some people would be like... For a carnivore, it is heaven. Yeah, it's it's very carnivore Mm. heavy, so... Sounds good. Mm -hmm. Bizarre uh, incident of cyber kidnapping involving an international student, and we'll have details on that coming up next. You can do it all by yourself. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. 
You know the voice. If you're a lawmaker, maybe you should uh, strap on uh, a vest and some uh, and some uh, boots and get out there in uh, uh, the great uh, Minnesota woods and just see see what it's all about before yeah, you start voting on crap you don't know anything about. Timberwolves aren't just on the court in Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh, yeah, right. Wow, uh, Ronnie. Don't. The Jay Thomas Show, weekdays at 2 on 970 AM and 93.1 FM, WDAY Radio. Hello, I'm Tom Tucker. Be sure to join me weekdays during your lunch hour for midday on WDAY AM 970 and FM 93.1. I'll keep you informed on the day's top stories and bring you compelling interviews with local newsmakers focused on topics you care about. Information that impacts your life here in the FM Metro and beyond. WDAY Midday with Tom Tucker, your best source for news, weather, and sports in Fargo-Moorhead on AM 970 and FM 93.1. WDAY Radio. Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. Six twenty six AM Bonnie and Friends, Bonnie Amistadi, Jay Stimmon, and you scams. There's always a new scam going around as soon as... Uh, you, had to, you had to like break this one down for your, during the break so I understood exactly what happened. Okay, so an international exchange student from China was going to school in Utah, fell victim to a cyber kidnapping scam and I guess it's becoming more and more common where they're going after Chinese families. See, I thought you were talking about they had like, you know, Kidnapped a, a online cyber person's like avatar or something goofy like no, that. No. Like there was nobody actually involved anywhere. No, it's seventeen year old uh, college exchange or seventeen year old exchange students mm-hmm. are probably still in high school. For some reason, the um, those who were involved in this scam convinced him he had to leave his host family mm-hmm. and go out into the Utah wilderness in a tent. And mind you, it's cold there too. They, yeah, they've absolutely. got snow on the ground out in the mountain area. Yep. Um, and then they told him, like, if he didn't do this, they were going to harm his family. And so they made him take pictures of himself as he's, you know, out in the wilderness and yeah. it's cold. It looked like he, thank goodness, had a warm winter jacket on. But take pictures of yourself and then send them to us. And so what they did is the, the con artist, they sent him to his family uh, claiming that they were holding him for ransom, even though they really weren't. Mm-hmm. And they ended up getting $80,000. Wow off this uh, Chinese family in order to free him. Law enforcement ended up finding him, and they're lucky it, it turned out the way it did, that they, they yeah. located him and stuff, because uh, temperatures, you know, overnight temperatures below freezing and stuff. So, But they say there's more and more scams where con artists are going after Chinese families, thinking they have money, apparently, yeah. and uh, doing these virtual kidnapping. That's the first time I've heard of that. Have you heard about that cyber kidnapping no i hadn't heard that i thought it was just like some sort of online thing like some hacker would you know people play certain games and and certain online things and they hack it and then uh you know i figured that there was some you have to pay money to get your account back or something like Mm -hmm. that i thought it was that's what you were talking about Mm -hmm. which i mean people have literally tried to do that trying to take control of one of your social media accounts or something like that right and, and and demand money, although that was a scam that was going around for a while, saying, hey, if you don't give me a Bitcoin, then I'm going to X, Y, Z, which was never actually very true. But um, but no, this is, this is really bizarre because to get to a point where you believe that your family is in some type of danger or that, you know, something's going on with your folks, I mean, 
I guess the, my first question would be is if someone's telling me you need to do X, Y, and Z or we're going to do something to your folks, what exactly is the threat? Because my first thought would be if someone's contacting me saying, you know, we've done something to your parents, well, I'm going to try and call my folks and be like, are you guys okay? Yeah, but you're wise to the world too. And you figure uh, this is a 17-year-old kid from another country. Who knows how good his English is to begin with? And, mm-hmm. you know, they claim that, you know, your parents were going to harm them if you don't go do this. and. That's what they do. They try to prey on vulnerable people, whether it's an elderly person, somebody with dementia or a young person who might not understand. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's what happens a lot of times, I think, especially when it comes to just like the phone scams, the email phishing scams. The the reason why those type of scams continue to be proliferated and they don't just go away is because there's someone out there that's falling for it. Mm-hmm. I mean, heck, I, I remember my last career. I remember we had to do an interview for another um, another agent outside of the our field office, and it was one of those love scams where they they start talking with somebody on uh, on a website. They think they're connecting to some really good looking woman and. Uh, you start to make connections with them and chat with them, and also, oh, I've got—I mean, I've got something going on. I got this big business deal, but I don't have the money to do X, Y, and Z. And so you get somebody who's, you know, busy working and lonely, etc. And then they end up sending them a bunch of money, and then they're out thousands and thousands right. of dollars. And you know, you you hear that happen way too often, and um, you know, there, there's. People keep doing different scams because they work. I just the thing that's always kind of crossed my mind is that the the con artists that are doing these thieves. I mean, if you just put your time and effort into a legitimate career, I mean, you would be so <laughs> successful because some of the stuff these these scam artists do, it's like, man, how do you have enough time to do all? To get that? a legit job, it'll keep you out of prison. Exactly. Too, right? Yeah, you still get the same money. <laughs> 6.30, we head into the WDEY News Center with Ty Schoenert. 32 degree time outside our South Fargo studios. News this hour sponsored by Consolidated Communications. Talk to Consolidated about their cloud secure service. You can do that by going to consolidated.com slash cybersecurity for additional details. North Dakota GOP leaders calling and continuing to call for the resignation of Williston area lawmaker Nico Rios. That call stems from his resignation or that calls for his resignation stem from his DUI arrest in early December, on which authorities say he went on a hateful, drunken rant directed at police officers and also according to body cam video. North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it's lost confidence in Representative Rios's ability to represent voters' best interest. Rios also said he's seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce plans for a resignation. There was an increase in fatal crashes in North Dakota last year. Data gathered and released by Vision Zero says there were 107 fatalities as of December 23rd. The leading factors were people not wearing seatbelts, lane departures, speeding, and alcohol. Finalized crash data expected to be released at the end of the month. A Washburn, North Dakota area farmer pleading guilty to charges in connection with a crop insurance fraud case. 59-year-old Kent Pfaff accused of providing false info to crop insurance companies and the U.S. Ag Department to receive increased payments. Pfaff initially pleading not guilty, but a sense to change his plea to guilty. He'll be sentenced in March. Federal prosecutors recommending Pfaff be sentenced to three years of supervised release and make nearly $380,000 in restitution to the Agriculture Department's Risk Management Agency. 
The Red River no longer in flood stage after an unseasonably <laughs> heavy rainfall that led to the increased height over the holidays. The river crested 18.64 feet on Sunday night, just above minor flooding stage. Red River currently at 16.7 feet and is forecasted to drop into the week. North Dakota among 21 states and across the U.S. looking to block a federally upda- a recently updated federal rule regarding greenhouse gas emissions and transportation on their roadways. The law who claims the Federal Highway Administration does not have the authority to enforce the federal program, which would look to track emissions and aim to ensure states met climate targets. North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley says they will continue to push back against regulatory overreach. A moose that's gathered a social media following after wandering through multiple states is spotted again in Minnesota. The rut, the the moose Facebook page, more than 50,000 followers from all over the world, checking in on the sea with the well-traveled animal and where they'll might end up. The latest sighting on Saturday puts the moose in Georgetown, very close to the North Dakota border. The young moose was first spotted in Iowa, many of his fans thinking he got lost after leaving his mother, traveling south by mistake, and now trying to find his way home. In the city of Fargo, collecting Christmas trees, residents can leave them on the berm this week. Starting this morning, crews will be driving around and collecting those trees along with fallen tree limbs from the recent ice storm. All trees and tree limbs should be out by 7 a.m. so crews can pick them up. Tree collections will continue into January 12th. I'm Ty Schoenert with WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. Looking at your forecast here, we have our chief meteorologist, Dean Misaki. Good morning, Dean. And good morning, Ty. We've got uh, another uh, above-normal day out there today with temperatures currently in the low 30s across the area. Light breeze blowing uh, under 10 miles an hour. We're at 32 here at the studio, 30 in Moorhead, 28 in uh, DL, 29 in Wapaton and Grand Forks. And Jamestown, you're checking in in the mid-20s. A lot of cloud cover around today. We'll have uh, pretty much steady temps in the low 30s with a northwest breeze, about 10 to 20. Uh, clouds hang tight tonight, although we'll start to see some breaks late with lows near 20 and a north wind about 10 to 20. And for Wednesday, winds lighten up a little bit. A little colder, highs only around 20. Then we'll stay in the 20s for Thursday and Friday. Uh, we will introduce a chance of light snow coming in here Friday night and lasting on and off through the whole weekend. Not looking at a big storm, but uh, we are looking at... Uh, it could pick up an inch or two, uh, some spots a little bit more than that. And then next week, that's when uh, there's going to be a big, big winter storm in the central and southern plains. But what it's going to do, as it races northeast, it is going to tap Arctic air, and that will come crashing down into the area next week with highs in the single digits and teens by the middle of and latter part of next week. Will, nighttime, nighttime lows below zero. Will that system also have snow, Dean? It will, yes. But again, that system will be, it looks like right now, to our south. Uh, let's say Nebraska, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, southern Wisconsin. Um, so that'll be well, well to our south. It's just, it's going to drag down the cold, the cold Arctic air. That's been kind of just lingering, um, even into central and northern Canada. Southern Canada hasn't even really had much uh, in the way of Arctic air, but that's all going to come our way 
later next week. Well, based on the responses on our question in the morning about uh, if there's anything you've been missing because of the mild weather, everybody has been saying no, they're enjoying it, except for Patty. She's looking for cold and some snow. But for the ice fishing conditions, there's a lot of people that want to get out there and fish and enjoy winter. Mm -hmm. This is what we need. Yeah, and, and uh, you know, how long will it last? Uh, we were looking at a possible uh, January thaw after that second week. We'll see how it pans out. I think this cold air is going to last for uh, for about a week to maybe 10 days, it looks like. A January thaw when we've had nothing to, to fight. Well, right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sounds weird. Yeah, doesn't it, though? <laughs> no doubt, no doubt. And, you know, for the people that, you know, want the snow... Again, no big storms on the horizon, but these little clipper systems come will be coming down with the cold air, you know, and that usually drops an inch or two here, inch or two there. It all adds up after a while where, you know, f- for any winter weather uh, enthusiasts, it's going to get better here over the next few weeks. That's the good news. All right. Thank you, Dino. You bet. It is 637 Bonnie and Friends, WDAY Radio. Bonnie and Mastati, Jace Denman. Thanks for hanging out with us. We do appreciate it. Tuesday morning today, in case you're messed up here because of the holiday, just letting you know that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it happens. A lot of yeah, people will be messed does. up all week. We're going to get some national news in. Check in with the American Ag Network. Then Big Game James McCarty's in with your WDAY Sports. ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. A deadly plane crash at the Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan. Overnight, a Japan Airlines jet catching fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing on the tarmac. Five Coast Guard members were killed, according to Japanese broadcaster NHK. ABC's Matt Gutman at the airport in Tokyo. Japanese authorities now say they're investigating the entire airport here, Haneda. An Airbus A350, which is a large plane, collided with that Japanese Coast Guard plane and burst into that fireball. Firefighters trying to put out the flames and those 379 passengers on board and crew managing to escape. The plane still smoldering this hour. In California, a partial commuter train derailment in the San Francisco Bay Area, threatening the morning commute, the BART train went off the tracks and caught fire yesterday morning. No major injuries, but nine people were sent to the hospital. And last night's massive $842 million Powerball prize had one lucky winner, though no one's come forward yet. This is ABC News. 2024 to CEV versus ethanol competition. Heat up. You're listening to the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen with News of Agriculture. While 2024 is likely to see competition between EVs and ethanol-powered hybrids heat up as the ethanol industry makes a play for a share of the carbon-reducing vehicle market and EPA moves to finalize tough new auto emission rules. The EPA proposed in 2023 among the toughest new car pollution rules that could force EVs to make up two-thirds of new cars sold in the U.S. by the year 2032, cutting their emissions in half. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack told a Growth Energy Summit that farmers should stop blaming electric vehicles and look to expand ethanol markets in aviation and other ways. Farmers come up to me and they say, oh, will you guys stop talking about electric vehicles? No, because we want to make sure that we continue to have manufacturing in this country. It's not going to put you guys out of business. It's not. We're going to have cars that use ethanol for a long, long time. But Renewable Fuels Association head Jeff Cooper argues EVs could suppress ethanol demand and are not a solution. They, in most cases, do not deliver the the range that was advertised, that they have problems in uh, extremely hot weather or extremely cold weather, you know, that there are, are problems with finding places to charge these vehicles. 
Cooper says the RFA has been road testing a plug-in hybrid flex fuel vehicle that uses E85. If you are truly interested and if you are truly serious about reducing carbon emissions and doing it at the lowest cost possible for consumers and doing it in a way that doesn't compromise or sacrifice vehicle range and convenience, this is what we got to be looking at. Cooper says the test vehicle, a Ford Escape, got 440 miles out of a full tank of E85 and full charge, nearly double that of a comparable EV. You're listening to the American Ag Network. Paid non-attorney spokesperson. Are you over the age of 60 and been diagnosed with lung cancer? If so, you and your family may qualify for a cash award. Our experienced attorneys are standing by to evaluate whether you have a lung cancer claim that qualifies you for a cash award. The consultation is absolutely free and there is no risk and no money out of pocket. We only receive a fee when we secure you and your family a settlement. 250,000 people are diagnosed with lung cancer every year. You're not alone in this battle. We can help make sure that you and your family are financially safe and that medical expenses are covered. Again, if you've been diagnosed with lung cancer and are over age 60, call now. Don't delay. There are deadlines for filing claims. We're standing by 24-7. Call us at 1-844-903-1744. 1-844-903-1744. That's 1-844-903-1744. Attorney Advertising. William Stephacker Jr. is the attorney responsible for this ad. Main office, Grant, Pennsylvania. May not be available in all states. The State University researchers report a breakthrough in developing wheat-based foods that contain lower amounts of gluten. It's a discovery that could lessen the adverse effects of celiac and other autoimmune diseases. Scientists from Kansas State, the Agricultural Research Service, and in partnership with Kansas Wheat successfully used a gene editing technique called CRISPR to reduce the presence of two types of gluten-coating genes. Gluten is a protein found in wheat, barley, and rye. When people with celiac disease eat gluten, their body mounts an immune response that attacks the small intestine and the small finger-like projections that help the body absorb nutrients. Researchers admitted they were surprised that once the genes got edited, it reduced the immunotoxicity. However, while the reduced gluten level achieved so far won't make wheat safe for use, it's an important step forward. This is the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen. 642 time now for a check on your WDAY sports with big game James McCarty. College football all over the place yesterday. If you were a, a Big Ten fan, you weren't a fan of the early games because Wisconsin would fall short to LSU. Iowa for the second straight game forgot how to score. And then Michigan, thankfully, played in the evening because they would take down Alabama 27-20 in overtime, number one over number four, punching their ticket back to the national championship game. As for the Sugar Bowl, number two, Washington escaping with a 37-31 victory over number three, Texas. Michael Penix Jr. would have a couple of passing touchdowns, 430 yards through the air in that victory. Number one, Michigan, number two, Washington in the national championship game in Houston on Monday evening. As for the Minnesota Wild, they return home to the X tonight for the first time in the 2024 calendar year. They host the Calgary Flames. Puck drop at 7 p.m. Minnesota 16-15-4. Calgary is 15-16-5 on the season. The Wild with one game in hand so far and one point advantage over Calgary. We're not even in the midway point, so it's still getting to that point where that stuff starts to matter, but it's not do or die by any means at this point in the NHL season. As for the Minnesota Timberwolves, a 10-point fourth-quarter comeback was not enough. 112-106, they fell to the Knicks in New York. A 21-point outscoring in the second quarter is what would be uh, catastrophic for the Wolves. 
last night. Anthony Edwards had 35 points in the loss. Carl Anthony Townsend had 29 points in that game, and now they return home to square off the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow evening. Tonight, boys high school basketball action. Moorhead Spuds, they visit Park Center. Tip set for 6 p.m. Join Larry Knutson on the play-by-play call with that game right here on WDAY Radio. And just because I know Jace is excited for the season to start, spring training, 40 days away, ladies and gentlemen. Awesome. Just from reporting beginning. You seem so excited over there. Well, Don't base- you like baseball? That means the warm weather comes back. We've had such a harsh winter. <laughs> I mean, by it, the way, know, if the Twins are in like the World Series or at least doing well in the playoffs, I'm then, it, then, so. it, then, it, then it's more interesting. But uh, baseball what? season, baseball season. Here's my biggest gripe about baseball, other than the fact that they play 162 games a season. Uh, the fact is that the radio stations, instead of having a late season NBA game on the radio. Uh, that has playoff implications, they'll have game number three of 162 on the radio for baseball. Boo-hoo. The Timberwolves we have like their own baseball. channel now on iHeart. Exactly. Yeah, they have their own, what do they call it, the Timberwolves channel or something like that? Um, I don't know. I, usually, I usually listen on uh, SiriusXM. I think that's there's a channel on Sirius, I believe, now. Well, they are, the, every team has. Every yeah. team, if so you have So it's 24 the, hours Timberwolves, so quit your griping <laughs> and enjoy baseball, man. It's I warm weather. And I by don't. the way, one side note. Yeah, all the schmucks at Red Lake. Mm-hmm. When the DNR says don't cross this crack, <laughs> yeah. can you just not cross the freaking crack? Yeah, what I, was it? A hundred some got rescued over the last seven I days think. again. Two guys were driving on a four wheeler and went through the ice a, yeah. a week ago on Red Lake too. Ended up walking back halfway to shore, shivering because they were being schmucks. Like there, there's a solid you know eight, nine, ten inches of ice out there in a good chunk of the lake. Mm-hmm. But when the DNR in the local bait shop says don't cross this point, don't do that. They know better than anybody. They're yeah. out there all day, every day. I saw, Can you just please listen to them? I saw one of my friends. I told Bonnie this. I saw one of my friends. Uh, they were out on a, on a lake fishing this weekend. They posted on social media, and I saw how quickly the uh, the auger went through the ice to get your uh, hole drilled. And I'm just kind of it kind of just made me nervous because it's just like. Uh, the ice is really clear. You know, there's, you can see a few yep. cracks in it that it froze over and stuff. And it's just like, go, man. well, the, the craziest thing is about it when it comes to, to ice fishing, Bonnie's probably going to tell me to shut up in a second. No, no, you're that's good. all right. You're good. The clear ice, yeah. it may look the scariest, but it is the best ice. Is it? Because mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's straight ice. It's, yeah. it's completely, it's strong. It's sturdy ice. Mm-hmm. The stuff that should get you nervous is the cloudy stuff. Oh, yeah. Because, Three inches of clear ice, even though it looks like you might die, and you can see 10 feet down if it's yeah. a clear lake to the bottom, that is safer than five, six, seven inches of that cloudy stuff. Oh, really? Because that cloudy stuff it gets the air bubbles in there, and it gets the, the different stuff like that. So it's not just pure ice with that strength and sturdiness of it. Mm-hmm. That's why when, like last year, when I put up on Instagram, I put that reel up, and it looked like I was probably going to fall through. Mm-hmm. There was seven or eight inches of ice. It was just clear ice. Mm-hmm. And we were in six, seven feet of water or whatnot. Even though it looks super scary, and in all honesty, until you actually go out there, I still get anxious about it. Yeah, you know that you're going to be completely safe. It's that cloudy stuff that you can't see through. That's when you need to have a little bit more of that caution. I mean, you always need to have caution out oh, there, yeah. but I mean, especially in a year like this, it's such an odd, goofy year. I mean, you've only been out like once, or how many times have you been out? Four. Four or oh, five you, times? A couple times. Yeah, I've been okay. on a handful. But last last weekend, I went to a, a smaller lake, fished, and there were seven, eight inches of ice. It was no big deal. 
But then on the way home, I went, you know what? There's another lake I could go check out just to see on my way home. And I drive to it, and there's a good amount of ice right towards the shoreline, you know, seven, eight, nine inches of ice mm-hmm. as well. But I was watching geese land in the middle of the lake because it was wide open. That's not a good sign. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. yeah, just... Guys, just give it a week or two. Dean said it. We're going to have a little bit of a cool off. It might yeah. warm up again, but we're going to have good ice. It's just a matter of when we'll truly have it. Just keep the patience up and just be smart about it. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. you have spud bars for. It's what you have floating bibs for. But at the same point, you know, if if you see guys only shuffling their feet out there, it's probably not a good time to go and try mm-hmm. and take out your skid house that weighs 1,500 pounds. <laughs> no. no. That's my personal opinion. But. No. And the good news is, too, I mean, after the last incident with 122 people rescued Are up, they starting to find? Upper Red Lake. No, but they've banned vehicles now. Thank goodness. I just can't that believe That was the same that. one that we had the plane land on, too. Yeah, it, it, like, I, I just, it's it just baffles me that they have to say, guys, there's eight inches of ice. Don't drive a pickup out there. <laughs> no like, ATVs, no snowmobiles <sighs> either. It's just like, if you're going to go out there, then walk Can we and be just, smart. Or wait. I get that you're excited to get out there, man, but use your head a little bit. Is is fish really worth your life? Like, it, I, no. You're no. going out there for a three-day weekend from work. Let's not turn it into a week in the ICU or something yeah. stupid because mm-hmm. you're being dumb or exactly. getting hypothermia or something mm-hmm. just ridiculous. Cold just, weather's coming, Dino says, so yeah, just, just be, be patient. patient. I can't wait for it. I really can't. Yeah. I'm I'm so chomping at the bit because I, I've got I, buddies I, even. A couple of them are like, oh, I, you're going fishing that far south? And I'm like, yeah, there's plenty of ice. Are you sure? Well, now you're making me think about it a little <laughs> bit more than I was well, beforehand. But it's good to think about it. Yeah, and and so I'm just I'm excited for that to happen. And regardless, I have basketball in my mind all week now, so mm-hmm. that's that's what matters. We're we're back into the swing of things, high school, college, all that good stuff, and yep. we're looking forward to to the home stretch. Is a number two ranked men's team, the women's team getting better and better, and we got to get out to Horace at some point. The Horace oh, uh, yeah. girls basketball team are seven and zero. Oh yeah, and they're, I mean, they're they're incredible. Jaden Hale, uh, I believe, yeah, who's got about a half a dozen looks from Division one programs mm-hmm. so far, has been. Absolutely incredible for the Hawks so far. She's a junior. Oh, okay. Mason Claybo doing what Mason's been doing for the last, feels like, half a decade for Fargo Davies. Mm. And some fun things over there. That North squad, a little shorthanded, but they're playing incredible basketball. Although I would, will say, I, I think I sent you the scores over Christmas break here, mm-hmm. um, that uh, Grand Forks Red River, the girls, the defending state champs with Jocelyn Schiller, we saw them play right before They played really Christmas good break. against Davies before um, the Christmas break. They got beat by Bismarck Legacy, oh. which I was a little Legacy surprised. Legacy was a fringe team the last two or three yeah. years, so I'm looking forward to seeing what they have and to then, offer. Uh, Fargo Davies ended up losing to Minot in boys yeah. basketball. Well, which Minot gets spread. better and better, and Davies, yeah. they peak. End of February, early March. Bart Manton does a great job with them. They'll be ready to go in a rematch there later on Mm -hmm. in the season. All right, things are heating up. Thank you, James. It is 6.51. We're going to get to the American Ag Network. Then, music flashback, little music and entertainment history lesson. That yet to come before the top of the hour. Looking at a mostly quiet weather map on Tuesday. You're listening to the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen with this Agriculture Weather Update. Well, Happy New Year to you and yours as we take a look at the weather map across the country here early this morning. Much of the country is going to be quiet here today, though a weak system will develop over Texas with some showers and more will move into the west as well. Now, temperatures continue to be quite mild as we start off the new year, and we're looking at that for at least this first part of the week. It's been relatively warm and quiet here over much of the country uh, through the New Year's weekend over much of the Midwest and Northern Plains. 
quiet conditions are likely expected here for most of the week as well as uh, systems will miss off to the north in Canada and some to the south in the southern plains here, not really impacting the middle part of the country. However, we are watching a strong system early next week. It could send temperatures falling below normal for mid-January and snow chances are being worked out by the models as well. And this could impact a wide area of the upper Midwest. So that is something we're keeping an eye on. Again, significant impacts could be seen. Just watch it to see if the weather models do come together. You're listening to the American Ag Network. When it comes to serial disease protection, Prosaro Pro 400 SC fungicide from Bayer makes all the difference. With three effective active ingredients for overlapping control of foliar and head diseases and a flexible application window for head scab, it's formulated to lower dawn, protect yield potential, and promote superior grain quality. Prosaro Pro. The future of plant health starts here. Visit prosaropro.com to learn more. Always read and follow grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. This is Ernie Johnson, Jr. Sports is about overcoming obstacles. And college coaches work hard to help young men overcome Duchenne muscular dystrophy. It's called Coach to Cure MD, and you can help. Text the word CURE to 501-501 to donate $25 on your next mobile phone bill. Or go online to coachtocuremd.org. Text the word CURE to 501-501. Help coaches cure MD. Brought to you by the American Football Coaches Association. Let's look at South America and Brazil. Widespread showers over the weekend for central Brazil should be overall helpful for filling soybeans. That same weather continues through this weekend and probably next week as well, especially from Mato Grosso to Minas Gerais. Southern areas will see rain early this week, but then go drier until a system comes north from Argentina on Sunday or Monday. Speaking of Argentina, frequent rainfall over the last several weeks has put much of the quartered soybean crop in a good place with some of the long season corn reaching reproduction with full soil moisture. Rainfall will be light here this week for much of Argentina, but still occurring for limited areas. Rainfall is forecast to increase this weekend and should come at a regular clip for next week as well. This is the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen. And it was on this day in 1997, this guitarist went missing. Find out who it was. All that and more coming up in Music Flashback. Spilled your drink? Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. You've heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You can enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. Your company should know Consolidated Communications has the only data center in the area that is SOC 2 certified. Consolidated has tested in-place systems to protect your valuable data. And with today's security concerns, that's more important than ever. Many business insurance companies require SOC certification. So work with a local data center that is SOC certified. For scalable, cost-effective data center solutions, go to consolidated.com slash data center. Consolidated Communications. 
heard the buzz about IT jobs and cybersecurity and AI, right? Why not prepare for a career in these fields and take advantage of the high demand? You could enjoy a more rewarding and recession-resistant lifestyle. Train in just a few short months at My Computer Career. No experience necessary. Already in IT? Skill up for positions employers need to fill. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation. That's mycomputercareer.edu. Financial aid is available for qualified students, including the GI Bill. Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. I wake up to the sound of music. Mother Mary comes to me. Speaking. In 1969, filming began as the Beatles began rehearsing their Let It Be album. Project ran into several problems, including George Harrison walking out on his bandmates. Hmm. Album hit number one in several countries, including the U.S. It was released in tandem with the motion picture of the same name. In 1983, the musical Annie, based on the Little Orphan Annie comic strip, closed on Broadway after 2,377 performances. Annie ran for nearly six years on Broadway. It won a Tony for Best Musical and spawned numerous productions in many different countries. Andrea McArdle, who played Annie, became the youngest person to be nominated for a Tony for Best Lead Actress in a Musical. However, she lost to co-star Dorothy Loudon, who played Miss Hannigan. Terrible. In 1997, guitarist Randy California of Spirit disappeared after being caught in a current off the coast of Hawaii while trying to save his 12-year-old son. The boy survived, but California drowned. Sad. He was just 45. I Got a Line on You was Spirit's most commercially successful single. It hit number 25 on the U.S. Top 100 in 1969. Oh, hello. Uh, hello. In 2016, Adele was at number one on the U.S. album charts with her third studio album, 25. It was a massive commercial success, debuting at number one in 25 countries. It broke first week sales records in the U.S. and many other countries. It sold nearly three and a half million copies in the U.S. in its first week of release. Song Hello reached number one in every country that it charted in. Stayed at number one on the U.S. Billboard charts for ten weeks. Wow. In 2019, musician and songwriter Daryl Dragon died of kidney failure. He was 76. Dragon was best known as Captain from the musical duo Captain and Tennille with his then-wife, Tony Tennille. One of the best shows from the 70s, I'm telling you. They had a number of hit songs, including Love Will Keep Us Together. They had their own variety show from 1976 to 77. And he also did some work with the Beach Boys. Interesting. 
Speaking of birthday today, Douglas Robb of Hoobastank is 49. In 2004, they had a number two hit with The Reason. There. I like this song. I haven't heard it in a long time. Yeah, it was one of their, I think it's their most popular song ever, but Hoobastank's a very good band. Mm-hmm. I never meant to do those things to you. So if you're having a birthday today, happy birthday. But obviously, we had New Year's Day, so your birthday's kind of secondary to that. Oh, no, that's <laughs> Angry letters can be addressed to Jay's Deadman. It's, like it's like the people have birthdays around Christmas. It's like, yeah, we'll, we'll just get you an extra something on Christmas. Even Don't weirder, it. it's a leap year this year. Did you know that? There's uh, February yeah. 29th this year, so, yeah, so think about those babies that only have a birthday, what, once every seven years or something like that? It'd be every four months. Is it four years when we have a leap year? Yes. <laughs> I don't know. Every seven. Carly's is <laughs> Carly's falls on there's where where I went with seven on that. Carly is November twenty second, so every about every seven years her birthday falls on Thanksgiving. Oh, uh, yeah. good for her. So that's where the seven came from. Yeah, obviously mm-hmm. I can see how you get that mixed up. <laughs> we are WDAY Fargo to seven o'clock. We head into the WDAY News Center with Ty Schonert. So I know somebody whose birthday falls basically right before Christmas, and she's like, don't you dare get me one extra gift for Christmas. We're celebrating my birthday. <laughs> it is my birthday, not, oh, I guess we'll just celebrate Sadie's birthday here, too. Yeah. Some people will do, like, a half birthday, so, like, if they're Christmas or whatever, then they'll celebrate it. They are distinct. They are distinct events. There are also some people separate. that celebrate their birthday entire month That's of Janae. their- I know, I know. It's Crystal, I think, as well. Um, like what? Yeah, they just. I mean, there's certain people that just make it. A They're big called deal. spoiled and high maintenance. It's, exactly. it's, it's also a great way to remind people, hey, just in case you know, my birthday's coming up for I'm an entire this, month. Hey, just so you know, I'm special. It gives you an opportunity to get the gift you've been thinking about. <laughs> I guess if you can surprised. work that and people are falling for it, more power to you. I and guess. hey, did you know that Janae's birthday was on that day? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's no forgetting. It's a celebration. Easy peasy. There you go. All there month you go. long. <laughs> 32 degree temps outside our South Fargo studios. News this hour brought to you by Summit Carbon Solutions. Visit summitcarbonsolutions.com to learn how this project is creating more economic opportunities for ethanol producers and strengthening the market for corn growers in North Dakota. North Dakota GOP leaders continuing to call for the resignation of a Williston area lawmaker named Nico Rios. Nico Rios. The calls for his resignation stem from a DUI arrest in early December, during which authorities captured on body cam video a drunken rant directed at police officers filled with derogatory comments. North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it's lost confidence in Representative Rios' ability to represent voters' best interest. Voters says uh, Rios says. He is still seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce plans on resigning. Several new, new state laws passed by the Minnesota DFL-controlled legislature taking effect in Minnesota. Family members and law enforcement can now petition for an extreme risk protection order if someone with a firearm is believed to be in danger or a danger to themselves or others. One of the uh, other laws debated as well is employers have that are allowed Employers now have to allow workers up to 48 hours of paid sick time a year to care for their mental or physical health or care for a family member as well. Also, school districts must stock bathrooms with free feminine hygiene products. Minnesota drivers additionally can also pay an extra fee to purchase specialty license plates featuring designs or logos related to one of the state professional sports teams. 
North Dakota among 21 states across the U.S. looking to block a recently updated federal rule regarding greenhouse gas emissions and transportation on their roadways. The lawsuit claiming the Federal Highway Administration does not have the authority to enforce that federal program, which would look to track emissions and aim to ensure states met climate targets. North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley says they will continue to push back against regulatory overreach. Red River and Fargo no longer in flood stage after an unseasonable rainfall that led to increased height over the holidays. The river cresting at 18.64 feet on Sunday night, just above minor flooding stage. The Red River currently at 16.7 feet, forecast to drop into this week. Minnesota Department of Revenue wanting to help business owners comply with state tax collection laws. The agency offering a series of tax webinars over the next few weeks that will deal with specific aspects of Minnesota's sales and use tax. The first webinar introduction to sales and use tax basics and will be held on January 17th. More information about taking part in the seminars available on the sales tax section of the Department of Revenue's website. City of Fargo will be collecting Christmas trees. Residents can leave them on the berm this weekend, starting this morning. Crews will be driving around and collecting those trees, along with fallen tree limbs from the recent ice storm. All trees and tree limbs should be out by 7 this morning, so four minutes ago. Crews then can pick them up at that time. Tree collections will continue up until January 12th. And Maple Lake man who spent years building a record-setting collection of items related to the rock group KISS Selling it off due to financial problems, Vern Simon conducting a count of the items in his collection last year, finding he had nearly 3,800 KISS-related dolls, comic books, toys, and other items. After he submitted the count to the Guinness Book of World Records, he was certified as having the largest known collection of KISS memorabilia. Simon says he's sad to have his collection go, but he said it was necessary to find a way to take care of his family. I'm Ty Schoenert with WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. Looking at your forecast here, we have our chief meteorologist, Dean Wysocki. Good morning, Dean. And good morning, Ty. We've got uh, another day that's going to be above normal for this time of the year. We should be used to this. Uh, temperatures currently... Uh, in the low 30s uh, here in Fargo, northwest wind at 9. Uh, Moorhead, you're checking in at 30 degrees. Uh, Detroit Lakes, 28. Wapaton, 29. Uh, 29 in Grand Forks and 25 out in Jamestown. A lot of cloud cover today. Pretty much steady temperatures in the low 30s with a northwest wind about 10 to 20. Mainly cloudy tonight with lows near 20 and a north wind a little breezy about 10 to 20. And partly cloudy for Wednesday. A little colder, highs right around 20, and then we're in the mid-20s for Thursday and Friday. And a chance for snow comes in over the weekend. It doesn't look like a big storm, but a little clipper system could drop a couple inches of snow. And then it looks like Arctic Arctic air will spill out of Canada uh, towards the middle and end of next week with a couple more snow chances late next week as well. So we're getting into a more typical kind of uh, winter-like pattern. This is great for any outdoor winter enthusiasts. Uh, Hopefully we get that ice a little thicker and uh, we won't have people floating out in the middle of a lake. That's not a good thing. Mm -hmm. So finally, yeah, we'll we'll see some more typical January weather here. Over the next couple of weeks. But on the good side, we trimmed about two months off of winter this there year. There you go. Didn't we? I know. <laughs> we. I'll tell you, we've, uh, we've been lucky. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Dino. You got it. 
The weather has been brought to you by Red Wing Shoes, which has been helping keep workers safe and productive in even the most hazardous conditions for more than 110 years. Red Wing Shoes is conveniently located at 3003 Main Avenue in Fargo. You can stop in or check them out online at redwingshoes.com and Red Wing Shoes for ultimate durability. There you go. 707 Bonnie and Friends, WDAY Radio, Bonnie Amistati, Jace Denman, right around 720. WDAY Ag Director Bridget Radel will join us. First of all, your national news from ABC. Then big game James McCarty is in with your WDAY Sports. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. A deadly plane crash in Tokyo, Japan. Overnight, a Japan Airlines jet catching fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing on the tarmac. Japanese broadcaster NHK reporting five Coast Guard members were killed. More from ABC's Tom Rivers. A JAL plane burst into flames on the runway of Tokyo's Anita Airport. Japan's NHK television reporting all occupants on the passenger plane believed to total 379 people got out safely. Anita is one of the busiest airports in Japan, and many people travel over the New Year holidays. The plane's still smoldering this hour. Also in Japan, a deadly earthquake, nearly 50 dead and counting. That magnitude 7.6 quake flattening buildings, severing power lines, and killing dozens. It forced tens of thousands in coastal areas to evacuate hundreds of other passengers traveling on high-speed bullet trains stranded for several hours. Major roadways buckling, making them impassable. ABC's Matt Gutman in Tokyo. In the U.S., possible terrorism and a fiery crash outside the Kodak Center in Rochester, New York. A Ford expedition slamming into another SUV and then a crowd of concert goers around 1 a.m. New Year's Day. Three people killed, including the driver of that SUV. And in California, a partial commuter train derailment in the San Francisco Bay Area threatening the morning commute. The BART train went off the tracks and caught fire yesterday morning. No major injuries, but nine people were sent to the hospital. The college football championship is set. Michigan winning the Rose Bowl, defeating Alabama in overtime yesterday. Two in the backfield. Motion. Inside hand. That call on ESPN Radio, Michigan will now face Washington next Monday night. And last night's massive $842 million Powerball prize had one lucky winner. The hot ticket sold at a store outside Flint. No one's come forward yet to claim the historic New Year's Day windfall. You're listening to Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio, AM 970 and FM 93.1. It's 7.09. Good morning. Thanks for being here this morning. We do appreciate it. If you're looking for a place to host your next event, make sure you check out Reed's Event Space over at Reese and Riley's Olive Oil and Bistro Bar in Moorhead. Maybe you've got a bridal shower or baby shower coming up, a reunion, corporate gathering. Let Reed's Event Center host your next party. Yeah, they've got some exquisite Mediterranean cuisine with local ingredients and fresh handmade pasta. Even got some gluten-free options for those of you that uh, need that. You know, casual or formal. Reed's Event Center, they offer a unique and sophisticated experience. So if you want to book your next party, just call Reed's Event Center at 218-303-1279. Or you can go to com, And, of course, Reese is spelled R-E-E-S-E. And and then Riley's is R-I-L-E-Y-S. Uh, so com. So go check them out. 
uh, owned uh, by chef and owner Christine. Uh, she's got a lot of great uh, menu items there. So yeah, I got to meet her last week yeah. when I filled in on the coffee club. Oh, Christine sure stopped in with a party platter, which, I mean, amazing fresh fruit that she had on there. She had a ton of different cheeses, nuts, uh, dried fruit as well, uh, salami, you, you know, missed she, out on all that. I was going to say, she can bring a party platter in earlier. She doesn't <laughs> have to wait until after 830. I'm just saying. But it's all about the vinegars they mm-hmm. have there and the oils, uh, and they help curb your cravings. So check it out. She was also telling yeah. us about... Uh, vinegar and oil infused water, which I'm like, what? I've never heard really? about that. But Janae has tried them and she thought huh. they were fantastic. Uh, they are doing limited brunches too, Sunday brunches. What I would do is follow them on Facebook, Reese and Riley's Olive Oil and Bistro. You'll know when they have those Sunday brunches. Mm-hmm. But if you want event space, you want to hook up with them on Reed's Event Center, uh, stop in. They're over uh, near Azul Hornbachers in Moorhead or give them a call again, 218 303 1279. It is 7-Eleven, Big Game James McCarty, joining us now with your WDAY Sports. Last night you had the college football playoff national semifinals, both of which commenced beginning at 4.30 in the afternoon, and the first game was the Rose Bowl. Number one, Michigan. Number four, Alabama. The Wolverines would take down the Crimson Tide. 27-20 in overtime. J.J. McCarthy would have 221 yards through the air, three touchdowns for the Wolverines, while Blake Corum would have 83 yards rushing and a touchdown breaking the Wolverines' program record for rushing touchdowns and a career in that victory. As for the nightcap, that was the Sugar Bowl. Number two, Washington escaping. Number three, Texas with a 37-31 victory. Michael Penix Jr. would have 430 yards through the air, two touchdowns for the Huskies, while Dylan Johnson would add two rushing touchdowns for Washington in the win. Now the national championship game in Houston is set for Monday evening. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Last time these two teams met in the Rose Bowl or in a national championship was 1993. The Wolverines came out on top, 38-31. The Huskies, 31 years later, with an opportunity to try and kind of, uh, I suppose, uh, get revenge to sorts, even though nobody who was playing on this field was alive when they had played last time. <laughs> but I'm sure that the coaching staff is using that for a little bit uh, of motivation on both ends here in practice this week. As for the hardwood, the Timberwolves, a 10-point fourth quarter would not be enough. Comeback, at least, as they would end up falling to the Knicks in New York, 112-106, as the Wolves would have a tough second quarter, being outscored 38-17. Anthony Edwards at 35 points. The Wolves now host the New Orleans Pelicans tomorrow evening. As for the Minnesota Wild, they return home to the XL Energy Center for the first time in the 2024 calendar year. They host the Calgary Flames. Puck drop at 7 p.m. The Wild looking to try and begin the quote-unquote second half of the season, the post-New Year's part of the slate on a positive note. And tonight, right here on WDAY Radio, Moorhead Spud Boys basketball action. The Spuds visit Park Center, tip set for 6 p.m. Join Larry Knutson on the play-by-play call for that one between the Spuds and Park Center. I was looking over, well, we always try to look for different news stories or talking points that we come across, and I saw one that came out of Canada, British Columbia, of uh, the 911 nuisance calls uh, made this year. Yeah, top, top 10 list, of course, Drake was up there performing with his concert. Oh, boy. Uh, people called 911 to ask for directions home from the Drake concert. Probably not the best idea at that point because probably you weren't in your right mind if you're calling for a ride home. I was going to say, they may be somewhat intoxicated on something. Yeah. Uh, traffic light huh. taking too long to turn green. <laughs> that happens a they lot. They actually called on that? Yeah. I, that? That happens, and I will complain I about that, but I will not call 911 about it. I, can I don't tell you know that. if it actually works or not, but when there's like a 
a quiet stoplight and it stays red for a while, while like if it's like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night, there's some people that say flash your high beams. Does that actually affect the sensor? I, I don't, I don't think so. Because I thought so it was more weighted than it was the, the sensor. I thought the sensor was weight that's based. Very, and the sensors I don't are for emergency vehicles. Yeah, I was going to so say they're, they're, they've got uh, probably some type of. So I don't even know the truth to no, trying to flash I, your high beams if it's I think, a quiet light. I think light. I've done that before when you can see like there's a sensor there, but like I said, uh, but those are all emergency. Emergency the, vehicles yeah. got mm-hmm. different kind of lights flashing and stuff, so I don't know that your flashing your high beam is going to do anything. No, and sometimes the lights do get messed up. Like it's frustrating. It happens on occasion. Like when I'm coming in over like more, every stoplight I go through in the metro. Sometimes I just like if you wait there long enough and there's no traffic coming or whatever, I eventually leave because I'm not going to sit there for six days waiting for the light to turn green on me. She's got places to go. <laughs> Work. In the morning. You, you hear that, law enforcement? There you go. We have a rebel. Okay, those aren't even the worst two calls. Somebody called 911 <laughs> when they lost their nose ring down the shower drain. Why? Wouldn't you call your local plumber? <laughs> or get out a screwdriver or something. Uh, somebody <laughs> Help, called. I lost my nose ring. Airbnb host canceled a reservation. Uber Eats order oh, taking they. too long. Terrible. Burger joint wouldn't let somebody in before they opened. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> yes, officer. Uh, Uber they- Eats said they'd be here in 35 minutes. It's been 38 minutes. What is wrong? Hello, 911. Yes, Burger King isn't open yet, but they won't let me in. Mm-hmm. It uh, says 6 a.m. It's 5.30. Why can't I go in? McDonald's order took too long is another one. Barber gave them a bad haircut, so they called 911. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to report a crime. Uh, and to c- complain about a pothole. Good thing they don't live around here. People would be calling They would hate the Minnesota. <laughs> I like the one where they said they couldn't uh, find their cell phone. So obviously you know they're not call- calling from their cell phone. To or the- they were and they were so drunk they didn't even realize their cell phone is in their hand and they're talking to Bonnie, have you seen my glasses? I can't find my glasses. I'll wait they go, my to the pay- go to a pay phone or something. They go put the quarter in there. Uh, officer, I can't find my phone. <laughs> <laughs> when we had asked our question in the morning about anything you're missing out on because of the mild weather, I know Dave in Grand Rapids mentioned something about the lack of potholes or the snow filling in yeah, those potholes. Yep. Have you noticed, on because James lives in Moorhead too, I-94, there's a pothole that opened up uh, going eastbound right after 8th Street exit right around there, so watch out for that. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We're no, not I, used to I, that because normally it's cold and you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, potholes are... Like that, Did you uh, just hiccup? Have you been drinking this morning? That was no, cheese. That was me. <laughs> no. Potholes are like that drunken one. uncle at a family gathering. That's my Annoying. best explanation Annoying. for Annoying? Well, yeah. They're just like they're just loud, obnoxious, and you want them to go away, and they're always there. Uh, <laughs> did you? I know, Jason. I think you said you fell asleep early. Did you stay up late enough on New Year's Eve to watch the ball drop? Do you do that? Do you know what's hilarious? I was I up late enough, and I legitimately was... was I don't remember what I was. I was watching some random video was, of sorts. And then at like 11.55, it was on YouTube, all of a sudden a commercial popped up and it said, yeah, go to whatever ABC or whatnot to go check out Ryan Seacrest rocking Christmas or New Year's Eve. And I was Dick like... Clark's New Year's rocking Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Yeah, whatever yeah. the heck it is. And I was like, oh yeah, it is New Year's, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> um, I, th- I, I was watching Netflix, so I didn't actually... I was sleeping long before then. This would have been cooler to watch. Well, I'm, you can find them on the internet it's now. A, it's just the same thing every year, just a different artist that sings at 11 o'clock yeah. or half Pretty a song. Much, yeah. But the ball drop is just the ball drop, right? Yeah. In, mm-hmm. in different states, Pennsylvania had, depending on what town you were in, they had three different ones. They had a giant peep like the marshmallow peeps yeah. <laughs> in <laughs> one town. A 400-pound peeps chick dropped in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. 400-pound? Uh-huh. In Lebanon, Pennsylvania... 
A 250-pound bologna, or bologna, <laughs> however you want to pronounce bologna. it. Bologna. <laughs> made by some smokehouse meats place there. Uh, they dropped that. It doesn't even look like, oh, it, it was like wrapped in a, so it's like wrapped in a case and it was like hanging. It wasn't like a, I was expecting like something round, you know. And it this wasn't one, round like a bologna? No. Chunk? not Yeah, see, that's Slice what I, Oscar Mayer. No, I would have was, assumed, so it. I it was assume like that a this sausage is, stick, but it was I bologna. assume this is going to be like a like a pinata style. So this is like an actual <laughs> like like two hundred fifty pound thing of bologna that they just dropped and let it explode on it, like they had citizens? it hanging Pretty in much. A, they had it hanging from a string, a long thing, and then there was a wreath surrounding it. I would like to see what I would like to see video footage of that because I I can only imagine some of the locals that were getting you know desperate to fill their fridges if that's mm-hmm. the case. That's funny. And just running around with like a shopping basket throwing chunks of bologna that exploded moments ago for New Year's. <laughs> I guess they say it was so cold there in Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Uh, a lot of people didn't even go out and watch it, but several dozen people did show up. They probably funneled out of a bar right next door. Hey, let's go watch the sausage, the bologna drop. God, what can we do? We could watch on TV, or we could go watch the massive bologna at Town Square. That's funny. <laughs> and then this one makes sense. Hershey, Pennsylvania, home of the Hershey's Chocolate, a 300-pound aluminum replica Hershey's Chocolate Kiss was That's dropped. Kind of, yeah, makes That's kind of cool. Yeah. The bologna one, mm, I'm not bologna so sure. one, you're, you're kind of you're riding a fine line at that point. But sometimes yeah. dumb stuff, like, that'll get your attention, right? Like, I like to do dumb stuff. Like, I could, you know. i tell you right now, if, if Moorhead had, you know, like a 300, you know, pound, like, you know, turkey breast that they dropped or something like that We'd for New Year's, there. I would be there in a heartbeat. Yeah, hoping to get some of I it. would be there off the clock, no questions asked. I wonder if, like, out in uh, Oregon where the uh, Nike headquarters are, I wonder if they have, like, the a shoe. The shoes explode? <laughs> no, they just have a shoe drop. There's but then a, there's always that one person still sitting there after midnight, and they'll be like, what are you there for? I'm waiting for the other shooter drop. Maryland, they dropped a massive no. crab. Like, not a real one, obviously, but uh, it doesn't say how much it weighed, but it's oh. huge. And Wasn't a bunch of cooked crab that just exploded? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that's cool. If you want to check it out, there's video on some of these. New Mexico was a spicy uh, pepper. Of course. Uh, we had to do that. Michigan, a cherry. Uh, it looks like a potato to me, but they say it's a it's a, oh, that was Boise, Idaho. Boise, the, <laughs> Michigan was a cherry, but Boise, Idaho had a big Wrong spot. Photo. We could do the we could do the spot in Moorhead. Oh, a we big could, potato. Yeah. What about a about a sugar beet uh, in North Dakota? I haven't seen that giant acorn in North Carolina. Ten foot tall. Hmm. Is that One, a big thing in North Carolina? I don't know. One thousand two hundred fifty pound copper and steel acorn. It's a tradition that they've been doing for more than two decades. Well, we can start a tradition. You got to start somewhere. Is there really enough people want to want to sit outside and watch a giant thing just kind of? Yeah, down? I would. Wouldn't you do that? No, you're telling me right like now we, couldn't get, it, we couldn't get enough locals to make it worth our while to drop a sack of potatoes at at the ball Between drop. Between me, year. James, and Waisaki, we we know people. We We'd we be could there. get a we group of people up. there. Are you kidding me? I don't really want to. We may sit have to bring a cooler cold. with some incentives, but we'll find people. Yeah, we'll find those upper Midwesterners. It's going to go down lower and lower until we can't see it. We know how to have fun. You do not, Mr. J. Sit in your basement. I will. 722 WDAY Ag Director Bridget Riedel joins us next.
when it comes to keeping your vehicle ready for any adventure. Jiffy Lube of Fargo is the team to beat. The Jiffy Lube of Fargo Signature Service Oil Change helps keep your vehicle firing on all cylinders like an all-pro quarterback. Jiffy Lube of Fargo will check, change, inspect, and fill essential fluids, keeping your vehicle game ready for trips across town or across the country. Jiffy Lube of Fargo, locally owned and operated with three convenient Fargo locations, and you never need an appointment. Jiffy Lube of Fargo, where you can do more in a jiffy. Are you ready to elevate your business to new heights? Look no further than downtown Fargo. Picture your brand in the vibrant cityscape surrounded by bustling cafes, cultural hotspots, a central business district, and a community that values innovation and creativity. With over 20,000 employees and 5,000 residents at your front door, let Kilbourne Commercial Real Estate help find your business a space that inspires you. Call 701-289-7000 or visit kcrfargo.com to take a tour. Patrick was way behind on his IRS taxes. I was in way over my head. The total amount ended up being somewhere just over $30,000. $30,000. Then the IRS came to collect. Started getting letter after letter. A lien had been filed against me. They were going to basically like hang me completely out to dry. He had to do something. That's when I reached out to Optima Tax Relief. Patrick's life quickly got a lot easier. It was very easy. Pretty much hands off. You know, they picked up the ball and ran with it. And how did it go? I couldn't believe it. I had to ask like two or three times. I saved an incredible amount of money. How does Patrick feel about Optima? Couldn't be happier. They definitely helped me. Optima Tax Relief, the best place to call. They're the best in the business. Do what Patrick did and call Optima Tax Relief for a free consultation. Call 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. 800-343-6460. Optima Tax Relief. Testimonial from an actual client. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. You're listening to Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. 724, time to find WDAY Ag Director Bridget Riedel. Good morning to you, Bridget. Good morning, folks. How are you? Pretty good. Happy New Year. Missed you yesterday as well. Yes, Happy New Year. Thanks. I was uh, getting things ready. I got to be a part of an operation here in town where we did a local uh, Rocky Mountain Oyster Fry. Oh, delicious. <laughs> you, you say that with a I don't little know hesitation. If, I don't know if I've ever had them, at, actually, to tell you the truth. Well, yesterday we could have fixed you right on up. I can tell you that. I would probably passed. shouldn't use the word fixed in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> well, those, those bowls are. Have you tried them? He's wrinkling his nose over there. No, I can't. I mean, no, I don't, I don't want. No, uh uh-uh. uh. Are they delicious, Bridget? They're just fine. I, honestly, if we hadn't told you what they were, you'd have probably been like, oh, look, tiny chicken nuggets, and I'll yeah, just dump maybe. those in some ranch dressing or Are something. Are they really sure. tiny chicken nuggets? Or well, the way she, t- her picture yesterday, they were, were, they were cut up. They cut them yeah. up? Yeah. Yeah, we cut them up. You don't, it, it, you know, everybody does them a little bit differently, but we wanted to make sure they cooked really well and thoroughly through. You don't want to bite into the breading and find something mushy inside. So, yes, they were small bits, and it worked out really well. Um, food was good, I thought. So, mm. much appreciated to all mm. those who I guess when out. the bar's that low that you're eating that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and yet, people come for miles. Yeah, know, everybody wants in on this deal. So Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, you see a lot of, uh, I think even in my hometown, I think they have... Uh, Rocky Mountain, Rocky Mountain oyster feeds, like I think the, even like that, maybe the the ag uh, department at school or the FFA will put one of those on every year. Sure, 
Sure, absolutely. Because, you know, it's it's something different. People get together for it. Um, you know what? And it's kind of like a schmelt fry. You serve enough beer, everybody wants to try it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. Be real. Maybe okay. next year. Yeah. Okay, I'll keep you in mind. Okay. Buddy. All right. All right. So also starting out right now for the new year, North Dakota Department of Ag has announced applications are open for 2024 specialty crop grants. These are open until January 17th. USDA defines specialty crops as fruits and vegetables, trees with nuts, uh, horticulture, nursery crops. And in North Dakota, we also will uh, add dry beans, dry peas, lentils, potatoes, confection, sunflowers, grapes, honey, and some other vegetables. If you have an application that you would like to submit to talk about enhancing food safety, pest and disease control, new seed varieties, and in also increasing child and adult nutrition information, you're asked to submit your application, again, by this. January 17th. All right. All right. Then, a couple other things that folks are looking at doing. Well, back on December 7th, University of Minnesota held a... Manure Management Summit. Okay. Mm-hmm. This, this may not sound like a lot of fun, but... What Sounds like did, a load of crap. Well, doesn't it, though? <laughs> they were talking about if you're going to be using manure from your own food, your own farm operation, okay. and if you are also a minimum till, so you're doing minimal soil disturbance in your tillage practices, what's the right methods to make sure that if you're applying manure that you're doing it at the right timing? That how are you going to incorporate that so you don't have any runoff or leaching of it, so you don't lose any nitrates, but then also still doing those minimum soil tillage practices. There's a, a the bottom line is simply it, there's not a one size fits all answer to that. It depends a lot on exactly what you do, what your form of manure is, if it's a solid, if it's a liquid. And for those who are listening, who are saying, I'm curious about this, especially in Minnesota, because you have some uh, Department of Ag quality control that you have to be watching out for, you can drop me an email ag at flagfamily.com and I'll send you the summary of this uh, seminar that was held. And again, this was a, called the University of Minnesota Manure and Minimum Management Soil Summit and we can help you answer some of your questions about your farm. Is there uh, Bridget, are there a number of farmers that are still doing this? I know mm-hmm. specifically like when James and I went down I believe it was uh, the game in uh, Marshall, Minnesota. I know that we went past a field and they were Using manure spreaders, um, mm-hmm. but it seemed as though there were more farmers from my like around my hometown. It seemed like they use more of the you know fertilizer the, at the grain elevator, etc. So, what are the percentages of farmers that actually use manure as a fertilizer compared to those that don't? It depends if someone has access to it. Mm-hmm. If you have an operation, perhaps you have dairy or hogs, chicken litter, and you have access to that green fertilizer and you're able to use it, yes, you absolutely will. But it's a smaller percentage of farmers who have both that duality oh. of grain as well as livestock where they'd be able to use that. Or they don't have enough to cover all of their acres. You know, Growing up with beef operation, we'd spread our manure out on fields in order to get it out of the feedlots. But the problem is, again, you only have so much, you're probably not going to cover all your acres. Yeah. A lot of the home gardeners use it. I know mm-hmm. my folks mm-hmm. in the greenhouse sold a lot of cow manure and sheep. Yep. Yeah. Well composted. That makes mm-hmm. a big difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which kind of leads to this last discussion point, and that's non-chemical approach to reducing herbicide-resistant weeds. And, you know, manure is one of those things that actually builds heat. And when you do that and you have a long-term exposure to that heat, if you had weed seeds in the manure that the animal had consumed, that can actually turn that seed non-viable. It's almost like it burns it out. Mm. But it takes a long time to do that. Additionally, there is work being done in a 
Arkansas, and some of it's coming all the way from Australia, where you're putting specific choppers on the back of combines that put very narrow chaff rows behind the combine so that after you're done harvesting that crop, you would go ahead, light a match, and burn up that windrow in that very specific area. So it would be a short, intense heat that would hopefully then also turn that weed seed into something non-viable versus leaving it in the soil for the next year. Mm -hmm. So just some methods that are being considered, especially as we go into our 2024 growing season. All right. What's coming up? Weather and Egg Radio 1-2 today. Hannah Peterson is going to join us. She is with NDSU Extension. We're going to talk about the Stop the Bleed training that's available for rural communities. And we know that there's lots of turnover since COVID in our local ambulance squads, et cetera, fire departments. And so this may be a training session that would be great for your local area. Hannah is going to answer the questions about what it is and how you can get in contact to set that up. And if you have questions or if you'll miss today and want to just email me, you can do that, ag at flagfamily.com. Or you'll find me on Twitter at BM Riedel. Thank you, Bridget. Y'all have a great day. You too. WDAY Ag Director Bridget Riedel, 7.30. We head into the WDAY News Center with Chai Schoenert. 31 degree temps outside our South Fargo studios. News this hour brought to you by Balanced Chiropractic Rehab and Medical. They specialize in neuropathy and knee pain treatment, among other chiropractic care. They're located in West Fargo, and you can visit them online by going to balancechiroND.com. North Dakota GOP leaders continuing to call for the resignation of a Wilson area lawmaker, Nico Rios. The calls for his resignation stem from a DUI arrest in early December, during which, captured on body camera video, a drunken rant directed at police officers was captured with derogatory comments inside. North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it's lost confidence in Representative Rios's ability to represent voters' best interests. Rios says he's seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce plans for resignation. North Dakota Ethics Commission looking for your feedback on possible changes to the complaints process related to potential ethics violations by public officials. The change would make it so any non-North Dakotan licensed by a state agency or is subject to a quasi-judicial proceeding could file complaints, where currently only North Dakota residents could file those complaints. It It would also notify the complainant if their claim is dismissed. North Dakota, among 21 states across the U.S., looking to block a recently updated federal rule regarding greenhouse gas emissions and transportation on their roadways. The lawsuit claims the Federal Highway Administration does not have the authority to enforce a federal program which would look to track emissions and aim to ensure states met climate targets on roadways. North Dakota Attorney General Drew Wrigley says they will continue to push back against regulatory overreach. A new Minnesota law taking effect in June will keep landlords from evicting tenants who perform crimes outside their property. However, landlords can still evict people if a crime is committed in their building or on their property. They also can evict tenants if they're found guilty of any violent crime. The Attorney General's office says renters are granted a five- to seven-day hearing if they are being evicted for any violent accusation associated with that building as well. Minnesota Department of Revenue wants to help business owners comply with the state tax collection laws. The agency offering a series of tax webinars over the next few weeks that will deal with specific aspects of Minnesota's sales and use tax. The first webinar, an introduction to sales and use tax basics, that will be held on January 17th. More info about taking part in the seminars available in the sales tax section of the Department of Revenue's website. 
A celebration of life events scheduled for a Mankato native who died in a military helicopter crash in November. The event to honor Sergeant Cade Wolf will be held Friday afternoon at the National Guard Armory in Mankato. Military officials have announced the remains of all five soldiers who died in the crash have been recovered. Wolf's family says his remains have been returned to U.S. soil. They'll soon be returning to Mankato. A welcome home escort for the 24-year-old will be scheduled as soon as more information becomes available. A moose that's gathered a social media following after wandering through multiple states spotted again in Minnesota. The Rut, the moose Facebook page, has more than 50,000 followers all over the world. They check in to see the well-traveled animal and where it'll wind up. The latest sighting on Saturday put the moose in Georgetown, very close to the North Dakota border. The young moose was first spotted in Iowa. Many of his fans think he got lost after leaving his mother, traveling south by mistake, and now trying to find his way home. And a Maple Lake man who spent years building a record-setting collection of items related to the rock group KISS, selling it off due to financial problems. Vern Simon conducting a count of the items in his collection last year, finding he had nearly 3,800 KISS-related dolls, comic books, toys, and other items. After he submitted the count to the Guinness Book of World Records, he was certified as having the largest known collection of KISS paraphernalia uh, memorabilia. Uh, Simon says he's sad to have let his collection go, but it was necessary to find a way to take care of his family. I'm Ty Schoenert with WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. Looking at your forecast here, in our Skywatch Weather Center, we have our chief meteorologist, Dean Waisaki. Good morning, Dean. And good morning, Ty. We've got, uh, well, seasonal temperatures, but uh, actually a little bit above normal uh, for this time of the year. We're at 30 degrees right now with a light northwest breeze, 29 in Moorhead. DL, you're at 27, 27, I'm sorry, 28 in Wapaton. Grand Forks, you're at 28, and Jamestown in the mid-20s. A lot of clouds around today. Uh, temperatures remaining in the low 30s for highs with a northwest wind about 10 to 20. Mostly cloudy overnight tonight with lows near 20. And we'll see just a little bit more sunshine for Wednesday. Highs right around 20 degrees. And then we'll uh, be in the mid-20s for Thursday and Friday. And a clipper system comes our way this upcoming weekend. That'll give us a little light snow with temps in the 20s. Uh, Looking at maybe up to a couple inches of snow out of that mainly valley eastward into lakes country. And then uh, we do turn colder to start off next week in the teens for highs. By the end of next week, we'll have highs in the single digits, nighttime lows below zero, and probably a couple more additional snow chances by late next week. You know we're all going to be complaining about how cold it is next week, right? I don't want to hear anybody (laughs) complain. We have no reason to complain. It has been a cakewalk. Yeah. Winter so far, yes, so it has been. You, you got to expect some cold. It can't, it can't stay, it can't stay as nice as it has been all winter. Mm-hmm. It'd be nice. Nice. It, it would be. <laughs> Keeps out the riffraff. <laughs> well, it used to. Yeah, yeah, that's true. It did. Not it anymore. Used to. Nope. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. Thank you, Dino. You bet. Dean's Weather This Hour brought to you by Jiffy Lube of Fargo, locally owned and operated. They have three convenient locations. You do not need an appointment. Just swing on in. Jiffy Lube of Fargo, where you can do more in a Jiffy. Tomorrow's show, 710, Dr. Alicia Wisniewski, Prairie Winds Veterinary Center, is going to be joining us. We'll talk about 
costs of pet care. Janae thinks I shouldn't bathe my cat, so I'm going to ask her about bathing my cat too. She doesn't. She doesn't love it, but she doesn't hate it. Like, yeah, but I mean, it's just weird to see you sitting there with that cat for like I don't know, thirty minutes licking her clean. It's no. just. I mean, I don't think you need to bond that way and give your cat a bath. No, I use body wash, like sensitive skin body wash, and Janae says I shouldn't do that either. So I'm going to ask Doctor Alicia. Like it's only like once people? a month. Yeah, people body wash. I'm not buying pets. The pet stuff stinks. We used to use that on our dog, and it smells. It's better for their fur and their skin. And she hasn't been complaining. I think she's fine with it. And why won't she lay on my neck and purr? That's another issue. I don't think she can complain in English to you. She'll bite me. We fight. She doesn't bite me on purpose, but we fight, and then she gets a good lick. And look at my hands and arms. We fight for about an hour once or twice a day. She's only four months, and I love her. But she won't lay on my neck and purr, and I want her to. She lays down by my knees, and it's like, why are you laying by my knees? Come up here. You're a cat. You're well, supposed to purr really loud. Granted, my, my dog is like 92 pounds or something like that, and she is not a lap dog. Yeah. And it's kind of disappointing that she doesn't at least – Get up on the couch because I'll let her up on the couch. I'll have a blanket on the couch, and it's like she can get up there, but she doesn't want to like snuggle with me. She'll do it a little bit, usually before she wants something. Yeah. Um. Otherwise, most of the time she's the type like even for a while, um, she was allowed on the bed, and she doesn't want to like get like right up next to you and kind of snuggle up next. She needs to you. her space. Well, she no, she wants to be kind of towards the foot of the bed, and her butt's facing up towards you or whatever, and. Mm. And uh, now she doesn't get to be up on the bed, but she'll just, I mean, she's a big dog. She'll stretch out. So, I mean, it was, you were thinking that you can get this big dog that if she does end up sleeping in the bed, she's going to be like sleeping with three. Well, you thought it was going to be like sleeping with three people because, I mean, she's that big. But no, she doesn't want to do that. I mean, she she only comes up and puts her, she'll put her paws up on me and look at me and you're like, okay, I guess someone's got to go to the bathroom now. So Well, my cat loves me. She follows me all around the house. Like, she's so fast. It's like, I'll be going downstairs where we keep her food and water and it's like, she'll zip past me and she's she knows exactly where I'm going and mm-hmm. it's time to play with me and then she'll <laughs> meow really loud when she wants to play but no she won't lay up on my neck and purr I'm going to make her I'm going to continue our, to pick her up and put her on my neck our cat will kind of do that with uh, with my wife but at the same time this is the same cat that when she's gone he just walks around the house and goes Wow! Like, where'd everybody go? Oh, he's lonely. Anyway, Dr. Alicia joins us coming up tomorrow morning at 710 from Prairie Winds Veterinary Center. 740 National News from ABC coming right at you. Big game, James McCarty is your WDAY Sports, and Dino's back with your three-degree guarantee. ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis. A deadly plane crash at one of the busiest airports in Japan. Overnight, a Japan Airlines jet catching fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing on the tarmac at Haneda Airport in Tokyo. Japanese broadcaster NHK reporting five Coast Guard members were killed, but everyone on board the plane, nearly 400, got out alive. Was actually headed to Western Japan to deliver earthquake relief um, to the people who've been hit in that earthquake, that 7.6 quake there that rattled the region, cut off uh, many thousands of people, according to the prime minister. ABC's Matt Gutman in Tokyo. And speaking of that deadly earthquake in Japan, nearly 50 dead and counting. Thousands of buildings, vehicles and boats destroyed. Water, power and cell phone services out. And there's the continuing risk of aftershocks. The teams are set for the college football championship. Michigan winning the Rose Bowl, defeating Alabama in overtime. So Michigan will now face Washington next Monday night. This is ABC News. 
Your company's IT department and usage of technology has probably changed over the last few years. So how do you know if your business is vulnerable to ransomware attacks, security breaches, and network intrusions? Talk to Consolidated Communications. Their expert team can evaluate if you're at risk and help you utilize their easy-to-use cloud secure service. Go to Consolidated.com slash cybersecurity. That's Consolidated.com slash cybersecurity. Consolidated Communications. Are you ready to elevate your business to new heights? Look no further than downtown Fargo. Picture your brand in the vibrant cityscape surrounded by bustling cafes, cultural hotspots, a central business district, and a community that values innovation and creativity. With over 20,000 employees and 5,000 residents at your front door, let Kilbourne Commercial Real Estate help find your business a space that inspires you. Call 701-289-7000 or visit kcrfargo.com to take a tour. Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. 7.42, time now for a check on your WDAY Sports with Big Game James McCarty. Yesterday, bowl season, for the most part, came to an end with the exception of, of course, the college football playoff and national championship that will happen on Monday. Iowa, the Hawkeyes, they would fall to Tennessee 35-0. This is a story I think Jace can get behind. Iowa's punter, Torrey Taylor, was a first-team All-American because their offense was so bad. <laughs> Yesterday against Tennessee, he officially set the NCAA single-season record for punt yards. <laughs> All right. That's some good offense right there. Hey, you know what? <laughs> they were setting records. They mm-hmm. were setting records. By the way, Iowa averaged less than 17 points a game this year. Mm-hmm. There were five teams in the FBS that averaged less than 17 points a game. Iowa went 10-4. and four. They were the only team to win more than four games. <laughs> That's how good their defense was. So hats off to the Hawkeye defense. Mm-hmm. That was an incredible performance by them with a disgusting offense this season. Mm. As for the college football playoff semifinals, the Rose Bowl, number one Michigan over number four Alabama, 27-20 in overtime. Michigan led going to the fourth quarter, 13-10. to Bama would rattle off 10 straight. Michigan would score to tie things up before overtime, and then they would get the only score of overtime. Blake Corum would get the touchdown, the game winner, and he broke the Wolverines program record for rushing touchdowns in a career. As for the Sugar Bowl, number two, Washington, escaping number three, Texas, 37-31. The Longhorns with an opportunity to tie or win the game on the final play, but it would be broken up by a cornerback from the Huskies. Dylan Johnson had two rushing touchdowns in the victory for Washington. Now number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington, score off in the national championship game on Monday night. As for the Minnesota Wild, they return home to the Exo Energy Center tonight. They host the Calgary Flames. Puck drop slated for 7 p.m. Minnesota 16-15-4 on the young season, while Calgary is 15-16-5 overall. And tonight, right here on WDAY Radio, Moorhead Spud Boys Basketball Action. The Spuds visit Park Center, tip set for 6 p.m. Join Larry Knudsen right here for all the play-by-play coverage of that one as the Spuds begin their 2024 slate of games. 744 Chief Meteorologist Dean Wysocki with your three-degree guarantee coming up next. South Dakota farmers feed America and the world. At Summit Carbon Solutions, we're excited to partner with the South Dakota agriculture industry to help build a more prosperous future. Summit Carbon is working to build a CO2 pipeline across five states. We want to thank the 73% of South Dakota landowners along the pipeline's route who 
who've signed voluntary easements for the pipeline to run under their land. Landowners have received $78 million for easements, and farmers can continue to farm the land. By capturing and transporting CO2 emissions for safe storage, this pipeline will help ensure the continued vitality of the ethanol industry and open new markets for ethanol in the U.S. and around the world. We want to continue to hear from South Dakotans and answer your questions. We're committed to doing right by South Dakota farmers and landowners, and we look forward to a bright future for South Dakota's great agriculture industry. Learn more at SummitCarbonSolutions.com. 7.45, time now for your three-degree guarantee with Chief Meteorologist Dean Wysocki. It is brought to you by the Window and Door Store. And I told Justin, let's uh, let's uh, start off the new year on a correct note. And Justin was forecasting 33 yesterday. Yeah. And we hit 35, so Ooh. you barely made it, buddy. But you made it. <laughs> Today's th- I, I think I w- he was going to let me pick, and I can't remember if I said 35, 6 or 38. He goes, lower it, lower it, lower it. So <laughs> he lowered it. <laughs> uh, today's three-degree guarantee, we're going to go with 33. A lot of clouds around today, a little breezy out of the northwest. But again, today's three-degree guarantee, 33. All right. Your three-degree guarantee has been brought to you by the Window Door Store. It is 746, Bonnie and Friends. WDAY Radio, Bonnie Amistati, Jace Denman, and you. Thanks for being here this morning. Yeah, we talked about it's a leap year this year. I don't know. Yeah. I just have I didn't even realize that, and I already filled up my calendar because I still use an old school calendar that I hang on the wall in the kitchen, and that way I keep track of like everybody's birthdays on there, and if you have a hair appointment or dental. I don't. Do you have? Do you? I, I use my phone too. Like everything goes in my phone, but I there's use just the- something about still having something visual that's there. Yeah, and I mean, we normally have a calendar on the fridge, and uh, that's the that's the calendar that I write stuff down on, like yeah. when we're going to Forest Games or when I'm out of town for yeah. for MSUM games. So you're old too, apparently. Well, yeah, but I guess I'm the only one in the house that's using it because nobody in the house looks at it, so they know when I'm going to be gone. They're like, oh, I didn't know you're going to be gone. <laughs> well, look at the calendar. I even print one at work here that mm-hmm. I have by the side of my computer because I write certain things on there, like we have an interview, for instance, mm-hmm. with Dr. Alicia, and I yep. know that we talk with her once a month, so I have that written there. I, I have a uh, dry erase board calendar in my in the office. We have use that. a dry erase board in the newsroom, too, mm-hmm. and Tom and uh, Ty use that thing like it's going out of style. Like, they were adamant yep. they needed a dry erase board in there. But anyway, it is a leap year, and yep. there were some facts in on why we celebrate leap year, which is every four I don't years. know that we celebrate it. We just kind of do it. Well, it is if it's your birthday, because, I mean, like... If you were born on the 29th, it's not like every year that there's a 29th in the calendar. No, so you only get a birthday every once every four years. <laughs> something like that. Um, it has something to do with – do you know what it has to do with? It's basically every four years you're making up for that kind of extra time because it's not exactly 365 yeah, days in like a year. with sixty-five and a half or something well, like that. I guess it would be I think like – that's what the story eight, said well, that I see, saw. Course, 12 would be like an extra six hours per year, 6, 12, 18, 24. So every four years, you just clump all that into an extra day. And then, of course, you've got February, which it's barely a month as it is, right? And it goes back. To, yeah, that's true. I know that's what we always look forward to. Now it's going to seem February is going to seem so long this year because they stuck an extra day in on us. Do you know how many, do you know how many months have 28 days in them? Just February. No, all of them do. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. 
Yes, all of them do. I, mm, I thought I was so smart on that. Goes back uh, to reforms that were made to the Roman calendar by Julius Caesar. So February 29th, leap day. Julius Caesar. Way back then. That was about the time you were in high school, right? I'm not that much older than you. Are you sure? You can just call me the wise elder. You're, you're welcome. And we continue to go with the fitness being the top New Year's resolution. Have you of been course. back to the gym yet? Are you going back to the gym this week? I was hoping to get there today, but my <laughs> I didn't quite get very much sleep last night. Just you might trying need to get a back on nappy? My, I might need a nappy by the time I'm done with work. We'll think, see. I don't think I'll take a nap today because I'm filling in for Ronnie today on the coffee yeah. club with Janae, so I'll be on the air till 11, and then... By the time I get home and I eat and get out of oh here, gosh, you know, it's just like be so late. Well, I don't want to take a nap too late, and I slept really good. Like I might have. Well, I didn't fall asleep, like, but I was like ready for bed about four thirty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I fell asleep till like six thirty though, which is my normal 630, time. Six <laughs> thirty, my gosh! But it's like I mean, I had a day. I worked yesterday. I got a lot of stuff done. I made sure that the boys had snacks for their football games they watched all day. I made. Sloppy Joe's, and I made up a taco salad platter, two of those actually, so they'll be eating those today, and I don't have to make anything today now. I didn't bring you any. You're supposed to be dieting. It's the new year. I guess. Suppose you're right. I should talk. Like, I'm not even trying until we get back from vacation. Then we have our <laughs> Christmas party next weekend, which you miss out on that again, right? Sports guys, you guys are in you in Nebraska next, next weekend. Why? Were you invited to Serbian Christmas? No, the, oh. the work Christmas party. The no, following we've got weekend. we've got we've got games on uh, that Friday. We've got a high <laughs> they school. They purposely game hold the parties when you and James are unavailable. Yeah, and then they give us our time. Like, why can't you guys show up? That's it's like, well, because we, we got stuff scheduled. We save money on food and other party supplies when you yeah, two don't get to come. Pretty much. I mean, we told them when we were available, which was like last month, and. That just got, we got outvoted. Mm -hmm. So we'll be hanging out at Sweet Shots without you once again. Yeah. I haven't been there for a month, so I'm due to get back out there. A whole month. My goodness. Yeah. You probably, probably don't even remember where it's at. Yeah, yeah, I do. Last time I was out there, it's like everybody bailed on it. It was just me and Greg from our sales staff. We went out there. I don't know. It was a Saturday or Sunday. Yeah. Right? Well, he's he's offered. I think he even texted uh, uh, James and myself. He's like, "Hey, we're going to be sh hitting golf balls at like ten o'clock." And it's like, we got a we got an MSUM game, and that's right. We had know, fun. Just, yeah, he gave I'm me some sure pointers on shipping. So yeah. Um, do you know what happened, Sports World? Because you're a sports mm -hmm. guy. On this date last year, so January second, twenty twenty three, football game. Um, uh, which football game? NFL or college? How about we go with Buffalo Bills? I don't remember what happened in the Bills. Mar Hamlin. Oh collapsed yeah, collapsed cardiac arrest. Yep. It was one year ago today. I guess you know he's already back out there. It just it seems like I don't know if he's been playing as much this year. But he's been in. I think he's been in a little bit. There's been a number of games towards the beginning of the season. He wasn't even uh, active on the active roster. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I mean that just. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it's a one in a billion because I think it happens more often than that, especially with like you know um, uh, kids, teenagers, or little leaguers playing baseball. If you get hit there, uh, but just getting hit at the right time in that uh, in that area uh, on that uh, hit just kind of stopped the heart and uh, just a freak freak accident. So, well, Bronny James was another one. But his wasn't that. His his was um, I think he passed out on the court and he had but. It was an underlying Still, heart condition that they did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, because you're just like, well, my goodness. That I mean, nowadays you hear about anything and everything. So, I right. mean, you know, right, stuff yeah. like stuff like this has happened for, for decades uh, to people. It's just that it's now with the social media and the instantaneousness of, of applications like Twitter, 
um, you find out things right away. So mm-hmm. to hear about stories like this, I mean, I know people kind of take these out of context, but uh, stuff like this doesn't normally happen, and obviously usually there's a reason for mm-hmm. it. So It happens. I always compare uh, Jason James to Gilligan and Skipper because he's your little buddy, and you mm-hmm. guys are like little buddies, and you go around. And it was on this day that Alan Hale Jr. died at the age of 71. He was best known for Skipper. Did you know yeah. he had actually had a name? Like Skipper wasn't just Skipper. He had a name name. Gosh, I don't even know. I've always kind of just thought of him as Skipper and Gilligan. I th- maybe once in a once I've heard this. If that Skipper Jonas Grumby was his official name on the show, keep that. Which if, which if episode? If you're ever playing Trivial Pursuit, I don't know. I don't. Well, know. I was gonna say which episode did they say that? I mean, that had been one of the, like the pilots. Maybe. Uh, uh, I don't know. I just yeah. they were on the island, and the professor could make anything out of stuff that was on the island, but he could never fix a boat. Yeah, the Howells, Gilligan, Lovey, or no, Mr. Howell and Lovey. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Howell, Lovey. That was a great show. But you and James remind me of Skipper and Gilligan. Has anybody else told you that? No. He is. He's your little buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. It is 7.54. We'll check out your money and markets coming up next. Hi there. Teresa from the Fargo Red Wing Shoe Store. I'd like to thank you the hardworking men and women for supporting our small business because we couldn't do it without you. So thank you, each and every one of you, for helping us have this memorable year. It's been our pleasure to help you. If you've never worn Red Wing boots, stop in and see what we're all about at 3003 Main Avenue in Fargo. Red Wing shoes for ultimate durability. Picture this. You've just taken a photo that really celebrates agriculture and your community. Why not share it with the Lalman Hometown Roots Photo Contest for a chance to support your community with $5,000. Lalman is a family-owned company that supports growers with products like Lalfix Start Spherical Pulses and Lalfix Pro Yield Liquid Soybean. Visit LalmanHometownRoots.com for more information. Wheat originated in the cradle of civilization in the Tigris and Euphrates River Valley near what is now Iraq. Wheat is a member of the grass family that produces a dry, one-seeded fruit commonly called a kernel. The crop grows between two and four feet tall. However, some varieties can grow as tall as seven feet. Because wheat is such a versatile crop, it is being harvested somewhere in the world every single month of the year and on every single continent except Antarctica. These farm facts brought to you by the American Ag Network. Luxor Garage Condos are getting ready for their open house January 11th, and they want you to benefit now. Save $10,000. Use that 10K to help build out your new fun space. Use it for a kitchen or a bathroom, or just knock 10K off the price. Luxor Garage Condos, designed to fit your style with a secure, non-commercial location. That means less traffic, interior upgrades at reasonable prices with a reasonable maintenance fee. Add whatever you want inside. Luxor Garage Condos, south on I-29 at the Wild Rice Exit. Find out more online at Luxor.com. L-U-X-S-T-O-R.com. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo GOAT G-O-A-T Acronym Stands for Greatest of All Time As in Spaghetti Sandwiches for Dinner They're my fave Dad You're the GOAT You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. You can do it all by yourself, baby girl. What's your name? Let me talk to you. Let me buy you a train. Spilled your drink? 
Quick, the quicker picker-upper. Bounty picks up spills quicker. And each sheet is two times more absorbent, so you can use less than the leading ordinary brand. So, you can get back to your night. Bounty, the quicker picker-upper. Here's to Prilosec OTC. Without Prilosec, I wouldn't be able to enjoy all this yummy holiday food. Speaking of, whoever made that apple pie, delicious. Thank you. I just take one pill each morning and zero heartburn all day. So cheers to Prilosec OTC. Ooh, are those jalapeno poppers? Prilosec OTC prevents excess acid that can cause heartburn, so you can enjoy the holidays. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn, not for immediate relief. Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio, AM 970 and FM 93.1. 758, checking out your money and markets. The opening bell rings this morning, kicking off the first trading day of the new year. It'll be an abbreviated trading week as Wall Street, of course, was closed yesterday for New Year's. When trading wound down on Friday, stocks had slipped. Dow Jones Industrial Average lost 20 points at the close. S&P 500 fell 13, and NASDAQ fell 83. Pay raises are here for many in the new year. The minimum wage is going up in 22 states, with nearly 10 million people uh, will see wages go up. On top of that, January 1st saw over three dozen cities and counties upping their minimum wages above state levels. Workers in California, New York, and Hawaii account for 51% of those getting a bump in pay. Did you do it like that because my kids hack on me and they say I say Hawaii wrong all the time? Hawaii. 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 I don't know. I don't notice much of a difference. (laughs) Senator Lindsey Graham stepping up his campaign against a bill in the New York legislature that would require new restaurants at highway rest stops to be open seven days a week. He's focusing his attack on the effect the bill would have on (sighs) Chick-fil-A, which everybody knows is closed on Sundays. Uh, He says uh, in an interview that the people of New York who are pushing this uh, you're in for one heck of a fight. He continued to threaten to introduce a bill to withhold federal funds from cities that required Chick-fil-A to be open on Sundays. Why is that just not their right to be if they don't want to be it, open? It, if you have a business, don't you have a right to be open um, when you want to be say. open? And I is mean, it like the end of the world if a fast food joint isn't open one day a week? I know that you know Chick-fil-A is not open on Sundays and all uh, Hobby Lobby isn't open right, on Sundays. Right. I mean, you adjust your schedule then. Right. You know, I mean, Find there, a different place to go. Heck, to. there was one place that I loved to go to downtown that wasn't open on uh, Tuesdays because that was their day off a week. Yeah, a lot of businesses the, are closed Mondays now. Yeah, so, they can, so it's like, well, do, do I need to uh, throw conniption about uh, Tuesdays not being open and so I can get my foe. Yeah. Anyway, uh, customers of, of Excelsius Blue Cross Blue Shield will be paying more out-of-pocket if they need treatment at a well-now urgent care center. Both companies failed to strike a deal before yesterday's deadline, meaning individuals with Excelsius insurance must pay a walk-in fee of over $160 at WellNow. They also have to cover all out-of-network fees for any services provided. Excelsius and WellNow are involved in a dispute over reimbursement rates for care. We are WDAY Fargo. It is 8 o'clock. We head into the WDAY News Center with Ty Schonert. 31 degree times outside our South Fargo studios. More from our chief meteorologist, Dean Wysocki, in a few moments here. North Dakota GOP leaders continuing to call for a resignation of a Williston area lawmaker.
actor named Nico Rios. The calls for his resignation stem from his DUI arrest in early December, which authorities say is filled with a drunken rant directed at police officers with derogatory language. The video is caught by body cam video from authorities. North Dakota District 23 GOP Executive Committee says it's lost confidence in Representative Rios' ability to represent voters' best interests. Rios says he's seriously mulling all aspects of his future, but has yet to announce plans for resignation. The Red River no longer in flood stage after an unseasonable rainfall led to increased height over the holidays. The river cresting at 18.64 feet Sunday night, just above minor flooding stage. The Red River currently at 16.7 feet, forecasted to drop into the week. A Washburn, North Dakota area farmer pleading guilty to charges in connection with a crop insurance fraud case. 59-year-old Kent Pfaff is accused of providing false info to crop insurance companies in the U.S. Ag Department to receive increased payments. Pfaff initially pleaded not guilty, but has since changed his plea to guilty. He'll be sentenced in March. Federal prosecutors recommending Pfaff be sentenced to three years of supervised release and make nearly $380,000 in restitution payments to the Agriculture Department's Risk Management Agency. A new Minnesota law taking effect in June will keep landlords from evicting tenants who perform crimes outside their property. However, landlords can still evict people if a crime is committed in their building or on their property. They also can evict tenants if they're found guilty of any violent crime. The Attorney General's office says renters are granted a five- to seven-day hearing if they are being evicted for any violent accusation associated with the building. North Dakota Ethics Commission looking for your feedback on possible changes to the complaints process related to potential ethics violations by public officials. The change would make it so any non-North Dakotan licensed by a state agency or who is subject to a quasi-judicial proceeding could file complaints where currently only North Dakota residents can file those complaints. It would also notify the complainant if their claim is dismissed. A Maple Lake man who spent years building a record-setting collection of items related to the rock group KISS, selling it all off due to financial issues. Vern Simon conducting a count of the items during his collection last year, finding he had nearly 3,800 KISS-related dolls, comic books, toys, and other items. After he submitted the count to the Guinness Book of World Records, he was certified as having the largest known KISS memorabilia collection. Simon says he's sad to see it go, but he says it was necessary to find a way to take care of it. Family in Minnesota starting the new year with more protections in place for the state's turtle population. State lawmakers acting last year to stop the commercial harvest of western painted turtles and snapping turtles. They also outlawed using traps to catch turtles. Scientists say the long lived species are vulnerable to over harvesting because of threats from predators, pollution, and their loss of natural habitat. I'm Ty Schoenert with WDAY and WDAYRadioNow.com. Looking at your forecast here, we have our chief meteorologist, Dean Wysocki. Good morning, Dean. Happy Tuesday. And, and good morning, Ty. Yes, it, boy, you know, it's hard to keep track of the days during the holiday season, isn't it? I just thought this was Monday, but it's uh, <laughs> it feels like it anyway. Uh, we're looking at temperatures outside right now, uh, 30 degrees. Uh, here at the studio, 30 in Moorhead, 27 in DL, uh, 28 in Wapaton, 28 in Grand Forks, and 25 in Jamestown. These temperatures are above normal for this time of the year, and we'll have another day above normal. We keep robbing day- oh, days away from old man winter. 
Let's hope we don't have to pay for it in spring. Uh, a lot of clouds around today, low 30s with a northwest wind about 10 to 20. A lot of clouds tonight and lows near 20 and will stay near 20 for a daytime high tomorrow as a uh, brief shot of colder air comes in from Canada. But it's about normal. And 20 for a high this time of the year is pretty close to it. And then uh, more sunshine on Thursday, mid-20s, and then light snow comes into the area Friday night through the weekend. We're not looking at a major storm, but we could pick up a few inches of snow out of that. And then we'll turn colder as we head into next week. Uh, the severity of the cold is going to be very dependent on how much snowpack we can lay down. So the thicker the snowpack, the colder it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Jace yeah. has something for you. Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. <laughs> <laughs> On Tuesday. Yeah, I know. No that's doubt. really messes you up then. No doubt about it, man. I'm telling uh, you. <laughs> uh, well, everybody, with the exception of Ronnie, Ronnie's back tomorrow, but everybody is back. The gang is all back together today. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it's been, an, it's been a good holiday. I mean, the, you know, Christmas and New Year and... Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, twenty twenty four is a rock and roll year for everybody. That'd be mm-hmm. great. I think the Absolutely. boss hopes like maybe we spread our vacations out a little better. Like everybody <laughs> got stacked at the end of the year. It's like so. JT was filling in here and there. Yeah. I think we maybe had like three or four people working a couple of days. See, there is a good there is a good reason why you should be able to carry over vacation time into the following year, mm-hmm. so that oh. doesn't happen. Well, there was. I mean, you can carry some, but I mean, I know my last job where you were able to accumulate a bunch and be able to carry it forward, which was really nice come retirement. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. How about you have a talk with the boss about that? Um, I'll, 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 sure, absolutely, absolutely, I'll He'll bring see it what up. he can do. Good luck He'll with that. We're behind you, Dean. Oh, yes, you yeah, You won't be in front of me, that's nope, for sure. Nope, not on that one. <laughs> <laughs> it is 8.06, Big Game James McCarty will be in shortly with your WDAY Sports. Right now, your national news from ABC. From ABC News. I'm Derek Dennis, still smoldering on the tarmac, a Japan Airlines plane in flames at the Haneda Airport in Tokyo this morning. It caught fire after hitting a Coast Guard plane and crash landing at the airport overnight. Five Coast Guard members were killed. Airbus A350 was a Japan's Airlines Flight 516 coming in for landing, and just after it touched down, it crashed into that uh, Japanese Coast Guard plane. 379 passengers and crew on board, all of them making it out safely. And that Coast Guard plane, it was heading to western Japan to deliver earthquake relief. ABC's Matt Gutman in Tokyo. As for that earthquake in central Japan, nearly 50 dead and counting with widespread damage. Buildings destroyed, water, power, and cell phone services out, and there's the continuing risk of aftershocks. In the U.S., possible terrorism and a fiery crash between two SUVs and a crowd outside the Kodak Center in Rochester, New York overnight on New Year's Day. Three people killed, including the driver of a Ford Expedition loaded with at least a dozen gas cans. It was crazy to see that kind of fire that was happening out front, and I feel bad for all of the families that were involved. That's concert goer Lorne Malden. It's back to work today for many after the New Year's holiday, but Congress has another week off with funding for Ukraine, the migrant crisis at the southern border, and a partial government shutdown all on the table. Meantime, in the run-up to the 2024 election... Donald Trump's lawyers are expected to file a state court appeal in Maine to strike last week's ruling, keeping him off the ballot there. He's expected to petition the U.S. Supreme Court to overturn his disqualification in Colorado 
And here in Washington, Trump's lawyers face an afternoon deadline to file one more brief on their claim that he enjoys absolute immunity from prosecution for his official acts as president. The D.C. Circuit Appeals Court will hear arguments over that a week from today. ABC Stephen Portnoy, one winning ticket in Michigan for the $842 million Powerball prize. You're listening to ABC. You're building stuff, but you don't have the tools or machinery. Contact Zeus Sales and Equipment. They have what you need. Their vast inventory includes items such as rough terrain and electric scissor lifts, skid steers and compact loaders, walk-behinds, and attachments. For sale and rent, their team is dedicated to helping you find the right equipment. Competitive pricing and flexible options make them the go-to for contractors. Two locations, the Hollywood Lumber Company and in Fargo. Call 701-951-7368-951-RENT. ZeusRentals.net. The power of Zeus. You're listening to Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. 809, time now for a check on your WDAY Sports with Big Game James McCarty. Yesterday was the Winter Classic in the NHL where two teams braved the harsh winter weather outdoors at a usually a baseball field or a baseball stadium. Where was the winter harsh? Or a football stadium. Or a football, yeah, or. Usually, usually, usually it's at a baseball venue, though it seems at least more common to me. But Where was it? Seattle. It was, was in it, Seattle. Was it colder there than it is here? No, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> You're no, being I was exaggerating there. just slightly, okay. just a little bit. Seattle took on Vegas. Will Borgen, the Moorhead native, would get his first <laughs> goal of the season, and the Kraken would shut out those Golden Knights. 3-0, to zero, so congrats to Will Borgen, congrats to the Kraken. Congrats to, to that squad just for, for beating Vegas in general because we're not Vegas fans around here, all right? We'll put it that way. As for the Minnesota Wild, tonight they return home to the XL Energy Center the first time in the 2024 calendar year. They host the Calgary Flames. Puck drop at 7 p.m. as the Wild look to try and get back on track in the new year. Keeping it with Minnesota sports, a 10-point fourth quarter comeback was not enough as the T-Wolves would fall to the Knicks in New York, 112-106 to yesterday afternoon. A tough second quarter would oust the Wolves as they were outscored 38-17. to Ant-Man would have 35 points. Cat would have 29, and the Wolves now with another crack trying to get back in the win column tomorrow evening as they host the New Orleans Pelicans. As for the college football playoff semifinals yesterday, the Rose Bowl, number one Michigan, edged out number four Alabama, 27-20 in overtime. Blake Corum had 83 yards on the ground and a touchdown breaking the Wolverines program record for rushing touchdowns in a career in the Michigan Blue. As for the Sugar Bowl, that was the nightcap. Number two Washington escaping number three Texas with a 37-31 victory, not without drama as all the way down to the final play at a pass to the back corner of the end zone, knocked away by a defensive back of the Huskies, and Washington dances off into the national championship game. Michael Penix Jr., 430 yards through the air for the Huskies. Number one, Michigan. Number two, Washington. Square off the national championship game now this upcoming Monday evening on the 8th. In tonight, Morehead Spud Boys basketball action as they visit Park Center. Tip set for 6 p.m. Join Larry Knutson on the play-by-play call with all the game coverage available right here on WDAY Radio. Do you or did you buy any of the Minnesota Millionaire raffle tickets? Do you know what I'm talking about? No, I should have, though. They don't advertise those in this part of the state, so unless you remember, they go on sale at Thanksgiving time. Thank you. Yeah, I always forget. We remembered this year, and last year we remembered two. Usually we buy two of them, and then Logan bought two. So we had four of them. Judging by the fact that Bonnie showed up today, she probably didn't, <laughs> didn't win. win. I don't, even I don't need... know. She might show up anyway. She got nothing else well, to yeah, do. Well, I suppose I always hear about, you know, if I win the lottery, 
I'll tell nobody, but there will be signs. <laughs> yeah. No, and I love my job, and it keeps me on task. Like, when I'm not here, it's like, I do. I love working. I, I do. So if even if I hit a million, I'd probably still show up. No, and That's kind of how I felt la- last week. We were off for Christmas. I came back and, and did your show on Coffee Club for a couple of days mm-hmm. and did some sports stuff in the middle of the week, and it was it almost kind of it kept me honest. It's, there's then over the weekend, said about routine, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and then over the weekend, having another four-day weekend, it was tough for me because it, the weather was still iffy with ice fishing, and you know the deer hunting season had kind of come to an end, and I'm just like, what do I do with this free time? So yeah, unless you have like if a it wasn't for college football, something. I might have actually came into work just to do something. <laughs> I'm like so. That thank too. you, college football, for keeping me at home. <laughs> I'm like that too. But even on this Minnesota Millionaire raffle, I don't even need to hit a million. I wouldn't even want to. But even like, can I win like two hundred fifty dollars? I'd be happy winning two hundred fifty, but nothing. Year after year. Year after year. When I remember like, to buy these. Hey, right now, I'm, like I'm on a 50-50 raffle at the Force Games. I'm on a string of scratch-offs right now. Santa gave me some scratch-offs for Christmas. Did you win anything? I, I won 25 bucks. I thought you were going to say $2. So I took it back in, and yeah. I got some more. And you blew 25 bucks. <laughs> oh, I, I got to go cash in $8. I got to oh. keep it going. So there, there's a... I don't know. I have like you this have, weird. You should have, you know, kept the twenty dollars and just put five dollars. I should back. have, but yeah. I've got this weird thing where I'm like, you know, if I, it's just like if I don't win, you know, I say about fifty. If I win fifty, I can walk away. But, <laughs> but twenty five, I'm like, uh, you know, scratch offs. Yeah, let's just go for it. How long have you played scratch offs? Your odds are not very good about winning. I did. I did win on a scratch off once. Like what? I won a hundred dollars. Yeah, I think I won a hundred when wow. it first was, started, like thirty. Did you some consider years retirement ago. at that <laughs> years ago? No, I was just. I hoping, don't need to work for the rest of my life. I'm a winner. I was just hoping Uncle Sam didn't hear about it. <laughs> he Last thing now. I wanted to do was be like, oh, oh, shoot! I actually, Could, I only won one sixty. Higher tax bracket. <laughs> <laughs> Going to flip me over? I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a joke. When it comes to any of that, you know, pull tabs or lottery tickets. I mean, you're best off just buying a couple instead of. You know, pull tabs are dangerous. Pull, they are especially dangerous. when you have a pitcher of beer in front of you. I well, used to sell them in the bar, and I so I know your odds are not really good. So yeah, maybe maybe go in five, ten, twenty bucks max, and then walk away because you can go deep. I remember being no. young age bartending, and a couple times it's like, oh, you're down about three, four hundred bucks after a well, couple. It happens of those in a hurry too. It's like an avalanche. I, I literally have never really ever played those, and I finally oh, really? did play uh, pull tabs. I don't think it wasn't this summer. It was like the summer before. Because it was the summer before I, I started working here. Because I was with uh, our guy Spencer oh, and yeah. uh, and Jamie that used to work here. And we went in together, each like threw in 20 bucks. And we ended up uh, winning like three or 400. Mm-hmm. And so I was, like, I, was, I was like, oh, this, this is kind of fun. This is kind of cool. <laughs> You guys want to go out again on Thursday night? <laughs> yeah, you don't want to get hooked on those too no. often because it's it can be an addiction. It's it's gambling is what it, it is. is and you know? I mean to do a you know like you said if you want to take a cup of coffee or maybe you know a, what would end up being a nowadays a fast food meal and throw that into pull tabs or scratch offs or something like that. Sure, that's fine. But mm-hmm. you know there's there's a, literally a commercial on the NFL uh, with. Um, Kurt Warner, yep, talking about people that. just know your limits, don't mm-hmm. bet more than you can afford to lose, yada yada, and it's it's the way you have to kind of play those things. I mean, it's all fun and games mm-hmm. until you, you develop a problem. Yeah, I only when it comes to to pull tabs because that can turn into it's you're you're on the mountain and you know a pebble or two falls and yeah. then all of a sudden the avalanche comes in a hurry. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, only, I only probably play three or four times a year. My parents will play right. you, mm-hmm. you know a handful of times as well. I've got a couple of buddies so. 
usually unless I'm with buddies, I, I won't do it just because I'm like, well, you know, if I throw in twenty bucks and three other guys throw in twenty bucks, it increases your odds. Yep. Versus oh, yeah. me throwing in sixty myself and be like, oh, let's see what happens. Yeah. I need to make rent this month. Yeah. yeah. If you're looking at it that way, you probably should either ask for a raise or put more hours towards work. Yeah, work a little harder. Yeah, play maybe. a little less full tabs. Yeah, yeah. I, if you're relying on pull tabs for rent, I think we have we may need to have a conversation. Well, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Or seek some help there. You know. Well, you know, I could seek some help as well, but it's not for gambling purposes. Mm. Yeah, I think Jace is in the same boat there. <laughs> you, you you could be advising some help. You know. <laughs> Maybe Happy I will. New Year. I, say, I will not go into the details of that. <laughs> I don't even. That one went over my head. I don't even know what the two. Well, there's you're so many. About. There's so many things he could be referring to right now. I don't. Even there, know there's quite a few things. Now you mentioned you had sick family members. I know. Oh, yeah. I know of people, uh, relatives, mm-hmm. and others who have you know dealing with COVID. Uh, flu cases, by the way, are on the rise over much of the U.S. I don't know if the if we've had a whole lot of flu. It's starting to pick up around here, but other parts of the country have really been getting hit hard with both flu and COVID. Yeah, I mean, you don't. I mean, to me, when I think of the flu, I mean, I know it's probably less than I think, but to me, it always seems like there's the the differentiating thing between the flu and and a bad cold is that obviously you can have fever, runny nose, body coffee, uh, coughing, mm-hmm. a body itch, etc. But just it seems the like, body ache that yeah. the, the fever and body ache yeah. like that just I to would me, be just fine. I could sit, I yeah. could survive it. But when you start aching a little bit, and then you yeah, you got just, the chills. Oh, and you just to, to me, it always it always kind of comes down to whether it's a stomach flu. That's kind of how I See, think we of the always flu. called and now it's influenza is what the yeah. flu is. But growing up, we always called the stomach flu flu. Yeah, like, I've got the flu, yeah. and it was you know, no, you know and so flu. I mean that's but see I'm I'm just kind of cautious these days because I'm not really sure what because to me I think the flu is not quite it's not always either you know coming out one end or the other you know what I mean it's Thanks not for that always visual well I had to you know, trying to make a point I mean to <laughs> me it seems like that is always the differentiating thing with the flu as opposed to a, a bad cold or whatever because I mean you can get body aches and chills and stuff like that when you have the cold so. Usually, though, the most extreme symptoms are the influenza, and that's mm-hmm. what you know federal CDC tracks and stuff. Sixteen uh, percent jump across the country in people testing positive for influenza. So, especially if you're in those susceptible, vulnerable groups, mm-hmm. make sure you get that influenza shot there. Uh, dozens of states, Alabama, Georgia, New York, reporting very high levels of influenza right now. Twenty other states have high levels. Mm. Yeah. It's never fun. I no. suppose in to an extent, kind of with the weather that we're having, I, we're probably prolonging it a little bit because people aren't, you know, inside with people as much, cooped up as much. And so whenever it does happen, I mean, you might not have the immunity build up or anything of that no, sort. But I bet we see a spike now because it was just the holidays. Well, exa- a lot exactly. Of were so everybody's kind of gathering together mm-hmm. again. And, mm-hmm. and now we're going to get a little bit of that cold spell. So I'm wondering mm-hmm. if we well, maybe it- just instead of having it, you know, around Thanksgiving this year, maybe we pushed it towards just after New Year's. Well, It'll be <laughs> coming if it hasn't hit. Well, they always yet. say that the the cold it's not going to make you sick, but it kind of reduces your immune uh, system a little bit. Right, and like people are gathered with family, maybe mm-hmm. somebody was sick, they came with a cough or whatever, yeah. and they passed it on to everybody over the holidays, and then people yep. travel back to wherever they came from, and that's just the way it works. I've had three kids; I know how this works. Yeah, I mean, that's to me, it seems like I get uh, sick more often, obviously, from the kids because yep. they go to school. And some kid there has got something that goes to someone else. And before you know it, your kid brings something home and then you get it. And you're like, oh, my gosh. And I remember as a young child, it would turn into like a quarantine. 
where you would just isolate yourself in the in the house. And once he had the younger siblings, and I was up in like the high school age, we just cut our losses and accepted that. In all honesty, if we just keep eating meals together and spending like everybody's going to get it anyway, so you yeah. might as well try and get it sooner rather than later. Because yeah. if everybody else is healthy and now you're sick a week later. You're like, oh, this That's just prolonged fun. everything, just, and now we need to just Lysol the whole house for another extra, yeah. extra three or four days. It's just a cycle when you have, you know, kids. If there's, you know, four, five, six of you in the house, <sighs> or if your kids go to daycare, yeah. it's just like you get it, and then that sometimes it just continues to cycle through. The next person gets it, the next. Well, one. I didn't understand that growing up until the younger siblings started getting to school age, and yeah. now they're. In, Oh crap! What are they? Sixth and seventh grade, I think. Now, yeah, jeez, they're getting old. I'm getting old. I just, wow. I just remember when, like, when we went through the whole chicken pox thing when we were kids. Oh, yeah. It was mm-hmm. like I got it, then my sister got it, yep, and then yep. my brother. So it was three weeks in our house of having chicken pox there. But it was <laughs> you're just, lucky you only had four kids in your house. We had seven. We only had three kids. <laughs> I don't three know where the kids. fourth. That was like a two month process. <laughs> Who else was yeah. in my house? Every time know. somebody got sick, the next six to eight weeks was just a downhill spiral in the Amistad household. <laughs> Indeed. Did little Jimmy go to daycare? Did you go to daycare when you were a kid? Like when I was young, we did. We didn't. Did you um, have daycare when you were a only for guy? a couple of years though? Uh, the the only thing that we had is that uh, grandma's house is right over there by the school. So like so my grandma, grandma so my you. my brother was babysat by my uh, grandmother quite a bit because my mom had started working at the school. So oh, okay. my mom started working at the school shortly after I was like in maybe second or third grade. Yeah, so. see, and we didn't have daycare. Mom was a stay at home mm-hmm. mom, and then the greenhouse yeah. in the summertime. Yeah, and it stuff, was, so it would have been early. It was mostly during the summer months until so my parents what they they were together until I was about ten years old and at that point is kind of when you start to figure out if you can yeah. take care of the younger siblings yeah. right, and whatnot. Right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, my mom would decorate. She worked at a bakery and my dad worked at an auto body shop. And so mom would go in at like five thirty in the morning. Dad would go in at like seven a.m. So they'd just drop us off and whichever one got done with work earlier would pick us up mm-hmm. when we were six, seven, eight years old. But yeah, that was I don't know. Daycare was. I want to see pictures of little Jimmy. You've never seen show me any little Jimmy pictures. There's photos. I've seen your college photos, but I want to see little Jimmy photos. My my college photos are a little bit more slung over the side of the couch, you know. Those aren't as cute as uh, as when I was a child slung over a couch, right? There you go. I want to see pictures. Go find me something, I I got a couple of books. I'll bring them in. I'll put myself up a suspect for... Any bit of judgment. He was just adorable. <laughs> Against my advising. <laughs> it's 823. We're going to check in with the American Ag Network. Then Janae will slide in. The coffee club's coming up next, and I get to hang out with Janae today. It'll be fun. Livestock markets expected to open with uncertainty. You're listening to the American Ag Network. I'm Jesse Allen with this market update. Well, we get the markets reopened at 8.30 a.m. Central Time here after the New Year's holiday. The mixed trading activity in Cattle Friday was not a surprise as lighter trading activity at the close of the year dominated the market. The December contract made a large adjustment as it ended trading and was impacted by the strength of cash. Now, cash cattle in the South traded a dollar higher with northern dress sales two to three dollars higher. The positive end to 2023 may provide feedlots more confidence of higher prices this week. Packers will need to purchase cattle to get back on track though with regular business again, which may leave them more aggressive this week. Box beef was mixed with choice down a dollar fifty-seven and select up a dollar nine. Now, this doesn't provide any solid direction. However, the cash strength last week may provide support to the market. Weekly export sales were a dismal 2,100 metric tons, down 78% from the previous week. Now, hog futures closed the week mixed in lackluster trade Friday. However, cash did not perform very well with the National Daily Direct Afternoon Report showing a drop of 279, bringing the weighted average down to 4357 
The bearishness of cash was offset to some extent by cutouts, posting a gain of 215. Weekly export sales at 23,800 metric tons were down 23% from the previous week. And that gave traders much to think about over the weekend, but it may not result in any solid price direction to begin the new year. With a strong Saturday slaughter pace, Packers will not need to be very aggressive here on Tuesday. We expect cash cattle and hog trade to be steady. Futures mixed to higher in cattle. You're listening to the American Ag Network. Every day, our brave military men and women, along with their families, make tremendous sacrifices for our freedom. Patriotic Hearts, a nonprofit organization, is dedicated to supporting these heroes and their families in their times of need. By donating your unwanted car to Patriotic Hearts, you'll be supporting job transition and job fair programs, veteran entrepreneurship, counseling, and retreats for combat veterans and their spouses. Call 800-560-3870. You'll receive a tax deduction and we'll arrange a free pickup at your convenience. Imagine the difference you can make in the lives of those who have given so much for our country. Your car donation will directly impact military families, veterans, providing them with the support they desperately need. Call 800-560-3870. You can become a part of something bigger. Join us in our mission to uplift and honor our military community. Call 800-560-3870 to donate your unwanted car. Again, markets reopen at 8.30 a.m. this morning central time. We expect the grain markets, corn to be steady to one lower at the open, soybeans to open two to five cents lower, and wheat should open one to three higher. You're listening to the American Ag Network. That's a check of the market trade. I'm Jesse Allen reporting. You're listening to Bonnie and Friends on WDAY Radio. 826 Tuesday morning. He had yesterday off. Just keep in mind, it is Tuesday morning today. Janae White from the Coffee Club has entered the studio. Good morning. Gonna- good morning. I'll be thrown off all week. It's, and it won't be just today. It'll be all week. I get that. Like, oh. I mean, I worked yesterday, so I realized today's Tuesday. Yesterday was Monday. But when you do have those days off, it does. It throws you off. I just said to Steve, I'm glad the holidays are over. <laughs> and it also you get off your schedule. You don't yeah. know what day it is between Christmas and New Year's. And it makes it seem like a really long week, even though maybe you're working three or four days. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, that's a lot of work and it's a lot of cleaning. And, you know, yeah, you were taking down the tree yesterday. Well, yeah, not just the tree, but I, you know, I do the decor up. It's me. guys. It's a process. Yeah. And yeah, it is. Jason take he's hoping the ladies take I'm it down. hoping the ladies uh, don't have anything to do today and they can uh, take that stuff down and put it away well maybe except for the tree because I'll have to do the tree because that's heavy you can't do that I took ours down <laughs> when I was on vacation one of those days and well I don't have a lot of patience to begin with but it's uh, I didn't know how to put it back together because the husband will usually take it down and set it up and then I got to do the rest well he set it up and I don't know how to put it together. So I put it in the box and then the cat kept jumping in the box because I couldn't close it because I didn't have it all folded down right. Yep. So I just dragged it that's, down the stairs and dragged it out in the garage and well, made them the finish it. that's the most annoying thing about the Christmas tree box is that you have to like smoosh it in there because that's my whole pet peeve with the tree is that when you put it up then you got to fluff all the branches. It doesn't fit right in the box. No, it exactly. doesn't. And then do you duct tape the box shut? So it- I ran out of duct tape so my, my, <laughs> my box is barely kind of, it's got old duct tape on it. To, to try and keep it together, so you're just like I don't I don't want to deal with a broken box. Just, yeah, Usually, I didn't even like, I didn't even put it up in the rafters this last time because that's a whole whole thing in and of itself. Because we got a bigger tree a couple of years ago, and then you got to try and walk up a 
eight foot ladder with this big heavy box, yep. then you got to put it up into the rafters because our rafters are like ten feet off the ground yep. for whatever reason. It's a so, process. oh, I have a good time watching my husband do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't do it either. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't fallen off that. Uh, yeah, that in my house before. Although I think I dropped something. I don't know if it was part of the Christmas tree one year or what. I dropped something on the on the on the roof of uh, my older pilot and then left a nice dent and I'm oh, like dang it I uh, I climbed up in the rafters like 3 years ago and I always have my cell phone in my back pocket and mm-hmm. my back pocket got hung up on the ladder when I was yeah. coming down <laughs> phone pops out and of course the back of the phone is glass in addition oh. I had oh, that phone shatter. for 2 days 2 days is all I had it for it, <laughs> oh, but no. it was it was fine the phone still worked I just put my you know case on oh, it and stuff no. but it's like really the phone is 2 days old and you yep. shattered it way to go yeah. bonnie yeah climbing out of the rafters <laughs> yeah. but no we just got a new tree last year so this was only the second year we had to push it back in the box or whatever but normally I had like you can I don't know you can buy them anywhere or whatever it's like a case for your tree and then you zip yeah, them up those actually about. work pretty good and they're durable because yeah. i think that last one we had probably lasted like i don't know a dozen years or whatever oh yeah i mean i probably need to get one of those just because mm-hmm. i i just throw it back in the box and try and stuff it have you tried a real around. tree no what how much is a real the last time we had a real tree i chewed my husband out because he always had to pick out the most perfect one and i'm talking 25 close to 30 years ago it was 125 dollars which is probably 600 dollars no, in today's prices what's not- a tree cost I think it was just a lower hundred dollars. No, mm. Dwayne would find one that's probably six hundred dollars. <laughs> so you're supporting your tree farms when uh, you buy a real tree local, as well. Do we have local tree farms? Minnesota has tons of them. Oh. You guys are supporting China with those fake trees. <laughs> okay, whatever. What are we doing? I'll support, on the- <laughs> I'll support them once every ten years. I think our last tree lasted probably twenty years. What are we uh, doing on the coffee club today? Ronnie's gone, so I get to be Ronnie, Ronnie today gone. again. I know the last time we were texting was the other night, and he had won four hundred dollars. So I'm excited to see how much he. I bet he blew four hundred dollars. Uh, yeah, he's I'm come back. To he's going to be did. like I lost a hundred dollars <laughs> when he came back because he was at the casino in Vegas, and I was at the casino mm-hmm. here, and we were talking, and I won four hundred dollars the other night. Good job. Good way to go. So, yeah, it's been a long time since I had a decent win. Hmm. Um, today, Tuesday, I have that day right. It is Tuesday. We have yes. our nonprofit day, thanks to Luther Family Ford. And today we are visiting with Ethos Home Health Care and Hospice. All righty. Hmm. And then just a bunch of random fun things. Okay. Yep. Ladies Day. So we will That's have right, fun girls today. Day. All right. Get out of here, Jace. All right. I'll go. Ladies only. Fine. Please come back tomorrow morning. Be here at 5 a.m. Thank you. Mm, I'll try. And come back in if you're bringing treats. No, I don't. We're you're supposed to bring. Wagon. You're supposed to bring me treats. Number one and number two. We've got to like. We've got to nip that in the bud. Did you see the Christmas tray I bought in? Brought in. I'm good for at least oh, a month and a half. Yeah, she made <laughs> up for not bringing in the monster cookies that day. She brought in a lot of treats. They were delicious. The one, she must have been gone that day. Oh, uh, maybe I was here one oh, of no, the days. Oh no, you were here. Yeah, you were here. I think you ate half the tray before <laughs> yeah. anyone got in. How I, soon you forget? That was like a whole five days ago. He needs more, Janae. I was on a, I was on a cookie diet for the month of December. <laughs> Gosh, no kidding. All right. Jace will be back tomorrow on Bonnie and Friends. Yes, I got other stuff to do. Later. Uh, exactly. And I'll be hanging out here with Janae. Bonnie and Friends starts at 5 a.m. tomorrow morning.